When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. We are this morning part of a radio revolution here in this city. 13 13 55, they are the numbers that you need. In an hour, Billy Slater names his team for the decider. There are changes. Here is the first place that you will hear them and then I'll be taking you to his media conference so you can hear why. Those changes have been made. That's what we do here on SENQ 693 AM. We are on the air, on your phone, online, wherever you're listening. Download the app if you haven't already. Do that. Most importantly, we are bringing your sport into your ears. Unashamedly, live and local. 13 13 55 to be part of it. We are live and local, just like the legends who were on this frequency before me the last 70-odd, 80 years here in this city. And they're not only legends of the airwaves, but many of them I call mates. And my promise to them, as my promise to you is, is to nurture 6.93am, just like they did. Because as a kid growing up in Corinda, having lived in this city my entire life, I know where 4KQ sits in this city. It sits as part of the landscape and as part of its heart. But now we are moving on into the future. Actually, you know, it reminds me, <laughs> it reminds me of that takeaway shop on Oxley Road at Corinda when I was growing up as a kid. My brother and I were talking about this last night, actually. It was one of those family-owned businesses that did the fish and chips and the burgers, burgers with a lot, a dollar's worth of chips, they would last you all day. Well, when the family retired and sold up, it changed. It changed into a super chicken. It still was a takeaway, but instead of the dim sims and the Dollars were the chips and the burgers were the lot. It was just a different menu. Still a takeaway, just off a different, fu- different food. And the menu for us here now moving forward is what's been missing in this city. The best city, in the best state, in the best country in the world. And one of the things we're really good at in this state, in this city, is sport. And you, like me, we're parochial about our sport. It's in our DNA. It... It unites us as a society. It's it's a great leveller of society, especially here in Brisbane. It doesn't matter matter if you're a barista or or a barrister, if you're a chief executive or an executive chef, if you work in IT or if you sell tea. Sport unites us, right? So let's all unite. 13-13-55 to be part of Brisbane's biggest sporting conversation. We have prizes to give away this morning. It is a massive origin flavour on the menu this morning. As I said, Billy Slater, 10 o'clock, naming that team for the Suncorp decider. There are changes. We'll hear what they are, but I want to hear from you. What changes would you make? We know Felice Kafusi will not be there for Game 3. Who comes in? 
who comes in? Anyone else you need to make changes for? Josh Papali's been quiet, hasn't he? Dane Gagai. But we stick, we pick, and we stick here in Queensland, don't we? 13, 13, 55. Half past 10, we'll be taking you to Billy's Media Conference to find out why those changes have been made. Before that, the Monday's means test. Maroon number 137. He's a premiership winner, Scott Sattler. He'll be here each and every Monday morning running through the rule of the weekend's performances in the NRL and what it means for the run into September. And I tell you what, speaking to Sats over the weekend, he is keen to push off the back fence when it comes to the Titans. The calamity on the coast. Inside knowledge there, he'll give us his take on what's happening down there. Our Minister for Defence, the Axe, Trevor Gilmeister. He knows a thing or two about deciders, been part of the well, has been part of them on the field, but also offered as one of Mal Meninga's right-hand men during the dynasty. Gilly, he is the man for all things origin and all things football after eleven today. The Lions, they are off to the tribunal tonight. What a joke this is. Eric Hipwood. How are they going to get Eric Hipwood off one of the most embarrassing charges to be laid in AFL history? And the Wallabies House of Pain Suncorp, it lights up this Saturday night. We'll be talking all things sport in this city. As always, I'd love for you to be part of it, 13, 13, 55. Throughout the morning, Alyssa Smith will be here. She's my partner in crime over the next three hours, giving us sport updates and her take on what has been happening around this city, not only over the weekend, but overnight as well. But when it comes to state of origin, what changes would you make? Put your Billy Slater coach's hat on. Darren Lockie is part of the selection team as well. Does does Dane Gagai stay? Does Josh Papali stay? You bet they do, don't they? They are origin legends. They are war horses. They've served their state so well. Maybe not in the last two games, a little quiet. But do they stay for the decider? 13-13-55, love to get your take on it. We need an 80-minute player. We had one in Reuben Cotter, he's not there. We had one in Felice Gafusi, when he wasn't Sinbin, he's not there. Who takes his spot? Love to hear from you. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis, it's time for Benny's Blowtorch. Six minutes past nine this Monday morning. We are off and running. I tell you what, the Broncos, they are going so well this year, but they cannot win a premiership unless they get Cameron Munster. And if not Munster, then who? I love the Kevolution at Red Hill and what he is building there, what he is working towards, but that's the key, isn't it? It's building because they've still got an ingredient. They've still got a part that is missing for them to actually get the ultimate success that they are chasing. Let's face it, the Broncos are this year's overachievers, aren't they? Well, they are sitting right now on the ladder, what, fifth with nine weeks to go. Adam Reynolds, he is in the grand final with Chad Townsend as the buyer of the year, and I'm happy to have that conversation with you. But Adam Reynolds has taken the Broncos as far as they can go. They need a new king, or he needs a new sidekick, and that king is Cam, Cam Munster. Tell me I'm wrong. 13, 13, 55. Look, there's a template you need to be in the premiership hunt, and I'll tell you what that is in a moment, but Brisbane need to break the bank and go all in for Cameron Munster because other teams will. We know the Dolphins will. If you missed Wayne Bennett with Patton Heels on Friday. If we don't get him in 23, which obviously we, we don't believe we will, but certainly 24 is on the table for us, and hopefully it's on the table for him. 
Wow, hasn't the super coach just blowing up social media and the NRL with that? The Storm, they've taken umbrage. They've asked the NRL to investigate. But you know the Dolphins are going to go hard for Cam Munster. And if you're believing Wayne Bennett, he's there. He's across the line. He's playing at Redcliffe. But forget Redcliffe. Cameron Munster needs to be at Red Hill. Brisbane cannot win a premiership without him, can they? I'd love to hear from you if you think they can with the cattle they've got. Because I don't think they're going to be finishing any better than third with what they've got right now. And I'll prove it to you. History shows you need some key positions to win a premiership. One of those, an international front rower. Let's go back over the last 10 years or so. The Penrith Panthers had Fisher-Harris. The Storm had Bromish and Welsh. Cronulla had Fafita. South Burgess. The Roosters had Jared Wahira Hargraves. You go back to 92-93 with the Broncos. They had an origin team in 88 for the first couple of years, could not crack an NRL premiership or back then the New South Wales Rugby League premiership until they bought Lazo. He comes in, premiership. Look through the ages of the Broncos annals and then you'll find you'll have Webke, Thorne, Sivanasiva, international front rowers. That is what you need to win a premiership in the NRL. The other key ingredient is three of your four of the spine, they need to be rep players and preferably internationals. Have a look at the Panthers. Cleary, Uai, Coruscant. Go back to the Storm and their dynasty. Smith, Munster, Hughes, Cronk, Slater, Smith, all there. The Roosters in 2019 and 2018, that's right, they went back to back. Cronk, Kiri, Tedesco, all in the spine. You want to look at the Sharks in 2016. Ennis played New South Wales hooker. Maloney, Barber, all rep players in the spine. 15 with the Cowboys. Morgan, Thurston, Lachlan Coote. Now, Lachlan Coote, yeah, he played for Great Britain. And that, 15, that 2015 grand final, one of the best we've ever seen. Did the Cowboys win it or did the Broncos lose it? The Broncos had Boyd, Milford, Hunt, McCulloch, all rep players in the spine. I, I can go back beyond 10 years and you will find at least three of your four rep players uh, four of your spine players need to be representative players. The last time the Broncos won a title, 2006, Sean Berrigan Hooker, Darren Lockyer at number six, Carmichael Hunt at fullback had switched with Hodjo. Shane Perry was your halfback. Shane who? Yeah, remember him? Shane Perry. But they still had that international front row. Webke, Sivanasiva, Thorne. Jeez, I could almost play halfback behind those guys. Now I know. I'm getting a little hit of my head of myself. But right now, the Broncos, they tick a lot of those boxes. Payne Haas, the international front rower, tick. Fullback. Tamari Martin, if his ribs are okay. Or Selwyn Cobbo. We got a glimpse of the future, didn't we, on Saturday night. So the fullback, tick, as far as a rep player there. Halfback, Adam Reynolds, tick. But for how long? How long is Adam Reynolds going to be there? Signed for three years. He's missed a fair bit of footy this year already. Next year, he's another year older. He'll be knocking on the door of 35 come that third year. Hooker, the other part of the spine. Billy Walters, I like what he provides there. He's a playmaker. He's a half by trade. And having that as a hooker, I'm fine. So we've got the international front rower tick. We've got a fullback. We've got a halfback. We've got a hooker that's not a rep player. Though. So it means as a number six, we need at the Broncos a rep player. They need Cameron Munster. And if not Cameron Munster, who? 13-13-55. It's the Broncos, Queensland's, maybe the NRL's most prized jersey. The Broncos number six. Lewis, Lockyer, Kevy, they've all worn it. 
Now, Tyson Gamble, solid player, honest player, but he's not going to win you a premiership. Ezra Mann, he's he's not going to win you a premiership yet. Maybe five years' time with the right tutelage of Adam Reynolds. Tyrone Roberts is the other backup. They need a six. They need to break the bank. They need to go hard for Munster. Who fits the bill? 13, 13, 55. I'd love to get your take on this. Off contract, we can go through those. We can go through those. I haven't given you the text line either. Probably should do that. 0467 SEN SEN. So 0467. In fact, get your phones out now and punch this in. Save it as a contact so it's easy to text. 0467 736 736. Text me, but I prefer to chat. 131355. Look, there are some texts coming through already. Jai Arrow is an 80-minute player. Look at his game against Parramatta and look what he has done for Souths all this year. It's up there with Cam Murray as being Souths Player of the Year. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Put your names to the text as well. So I can actually say, you know what? Murray has texted in like he has. <laughs> like he has. Good on you, Muzz. Uh, super cool. What about that? Um, going through these, Michael says, Michael, hello. No, Michael's not there. There we go. Uh, it was Michael, not Muzzy. There we go. 13, 13, 55. Getting the hang of the studio. We are new. We are coming to you live and local here in Brisbane. It is coming up to 13 minutes past nine. Scott Sattler, not far away, as I said. Billy Slater, naming his origin team at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll also be running the rules through the lines as well. They are sitting pretty at this stage, but they do have injuries to Zorko and to Daniel Rich. They will not be part of Essendon this weekend, Sunday at the Gabba. And maybe not Eric Hipwood either. I cannot believe what is happening here at the tribunal tonight because the AFL match reviewer has has embarrassed himself over the weekend. Michael Christian's his name, and he's referred Eric Hipwood straight to the tribunal for something that's bizarre at the best, inconsequential at the least. If you haven't seen it, we're going to get the incident, put it up on our Instagram and our Twitter pages. Have a look and decide for yourself. Instagram, you can hit us at SENQ, the same as Twitter, and Facebook, SENQLD is where you'll find us. Eric Hipwood, if you haven't seen this, appears to push a player. Ryan Gardner from the Bulldogs. He gave him a shove. But Ryan Gardner then fell into an umpire. Anyone who's seen this thinks that's fair and reasonable play on. It's an accident. They did play on. Eric Hipwood kicked a goal. Did that change things? Don't know. But the match reviewer didn't think this was fair and reasonable. He assessed it and referred directly to the tribunal. That's something that is normally associated with the worst of the worst. Well, the worst of the worst here is that decision to refer Eric Hipwood straight to the tribunal. It's an overreach. It's something that's creating a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. What they're trying to do with the AFL is crack down an umpire's dissent. And I'm okay with that, what they're doing as far as players not showing dissent towards the umpire because that is bigger than what's happening in the game. That flows down to grassroots. That allows the grassroots players to stop and check themselves, the kids, and say, don't have a crack at the umpire. That I can live with. But this is taking it too far. I can only imagine that's what this is for, is to show that they're out there trying to protect the umpires for some reason. But this was an accident, right? If you've seen it, I'd love, to, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Should Eric Hipwood serve time for this? Should the Lions be down a man for maybe a week or two for what is essentially an accident? Maybe you're fine, just maybe, 
maybe a thousand dollar fine play on. But referring him straight to the tribunal, he can't he can't put a plea in for this. And referring someone to the tribunal straight to it, without charge, then that's normally referred to really blatant foul play. Look, we saw with Tom Stewart from Geelong a couple of weeks ago. He caught four matches for that. So if I'm looking, if I'm on the tribunal tonight and I'm looking at this, I'm not even taking submissions. I'm saying dismissed without prejudice, and I'm giving the MRO, the match review officer, an absolute pull through because it's wasting everyone's time. Am I missing something here on this? Eric Hipwood facing the tribunal tonight for an accident. 13-13-55, Scott Sattler with the Monday means test not too far away. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13-13-55 or text 0467-736-736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, 13 degrees at 21 minutes past nine this Monday morning. Thanks for your company. Thanks for joining us for Radio Revolution. Alyssa Smith standing by with a sport update. But those text numbers, plenty of texts coming through too. Cameron Munster at Red Hill. The Broncos need Cam Munster. Otherwise, they will not win a premiership. And if not Cam Munster, who? Uh, Michael's already had his say. Thank you. Jason has said, what about Dylan Brown at Parramatta? He is a Kiwi international. Well, he is contracted at Parramatta to the end of 2023. Maybe that's a possibility. That's when we know Cam Munster is available as well. Keep them coming through 13.13.55. You can hit us up on the tweet machine as well at SENQ. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis, a sports update with Alyssa Smith. Alyssa, very good morning to you. You've been up all night watching the Grand Prix, watching Wimbledon take us through. But the first thing I'm going to ask you, the first thing I'm going to ask you, Broncos. Yes. Can they win a premiership without Cam Munster? No, because... I think when you look at when you look at the league right now, is there anyone better than Cam Munster? No, there's not. And if not him, then who? As you've been asking, mm. because there isn't anyone with that much experience right now. You think about Ezra Mam; he's quite young. He's got you know he could get up to that level, but he's got a long way to go, doesn't he? Um, you look at Cleary; he's definitely not going anywhere. What about Sam Walker? He's from Queensland. He is. Yes. He's with the Roosters for another two years, so that takes him mm-hmm. up 22-23. So he's in the same position. Do you th- throw the bank at Sam Walker? Well, you could. Is it's he the, better if, than Cameron Munster? Well, he's got he, more years he could than be. He could be. But Cam Munster right now is the best in the competition. In two years' time, he's going to be a couple of years older. 13, 13, 55, or that text number, uh, 0467 736 736. As Tim has said, he said, what about Sam Walker too? So there you go. There You're you on, go. The, same, there on you the same go. wavelength. Um, oh, no. Ryan said, Cam Munster, really? What about the culture? <laughs> well, uh, he's turned things around. He he's has. turned things around. Or has he? Is it just, just to get his game back in order for this year? Alyssa, what else is making headlines in sport? Well, you talked about the Formula One. We'll get to that shortly because there was a massive crash on the opening round. It was a terrifying high-speed crash. We'll get to that shortly. But as you say, there's plenty happening in the NRL today. At 10 a.m., the State of Origin Game 3 announcement, uh, the squad will drop for the Maroons. And then Billy Slater, the coach, will speak at 10.30. And also at 10.30, Freddie uh, Fietler will be announcing his squad as well. Also, news this morning 
in NRL. The 2023 Rugby League All-Stars will create history. They've announced Rotorua will be the first venue in New Zealand to host the first time outside of Australia. Wow, that's big news. And we saw the scenes yesterday. They yes. have been starved of rugby league over in New Zealand. 1,038 days it was yesterday since the Warriors last played their game. The week before, mm. the test match against the Kiwis and Tonga. What about the sea of red over there? Oh. So this is a good move. This is a good move from it, the NRL. It is a great move. And you know what? It coincides with the 50-year anniversary of the first Indigenous rugby league tour of New Zealand. And oh, wow. on top of that, it'll also be 50 years since Arthur Beetson became the first Indigenous athlete to captain Australia as well. So it could be any more fitting. Big Arthur. They're ticking boxes <laughs> all over the place there. And you know what? Last night, let's talk about the AFL because Fremantle downed Port Adelaide by eight points at Optus Stadium. Rory Lobb, what a standout player. Five goals, one behind. Outstanding from him. But to keep it so central, Brisbane Lions' uh, Eric Hipwood, as you mentioned, is in trouble with the tribunal tonight. You've seen this. What do you uh, think? Is he in trouble? Well. Or is this just a match reviewer? Controversial. Trying to, try, trying to justify his existence and maybe trying to give Brisbane a bit of a kick because they're flying too well. Where do you where do you stand on this one? No, Eric Hipwood. No way. He shouldn't even be there. Mm. What a waste of everyone's time. It's, it's, a bit it's extreme, an, isn't it? It's an embarrassment. Yeah. It's an embarrassment from Michael. How, how he's even got a case to answer beyond me. Well, speaking about the Formula One, now yeah. it was terrifying. That was the word I used, and it was exactly that. The halo. So the bit that goes above their head, it's in the cockpit. That saved Joe Guan Yu's life last night. It mm. was extreme. High speed, crashed. He's okay. Um, but to come out of that race at Silverstone, because we know it's a beautiful track, Ferrari's colour signs claimed uh, he's made in Formula One Grand Prix. Ahead of Red Bull's Sergio Perez um, and Mercedes Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton stood on the podium for the second straight time, and it was his 13th overall, which is uh, an all-time record there at Silverstone. Yeah, and his home track as well. How mm. good is that? Now, you you said that with a bit of a glint in your eye about Silverstone <laughs> being a pretty track. You, you say that what, with personal knowledge? Yes, absolutely. I went over there. I went on my own, actually, because none of my friends wanted to go and watch the Formula One. And I thought, you know what? I don't really care, so I'm going to go on my own. I really wanted to watch it. So really? packed my bags nine days out, flew over there, wrangled an interview with Dan Ricciardo uh, off, you know, off my own back. And, um, hang on. Hang on. Get interviewing Dan Ricciardo. Yeah. That, that just doesn't happen by turning up. No. So I did a bit of wrangling. I contacted Red Bull in America and asked them what time my interview was. I didn't have an interview with him, but I knew the media day was on the Thursday. So I just asked if they could send through my time because I, I wasn't sure what it was. And then I contacted uh, Formula One um, in Paris and organized my accreditation as well. And it was nine days out. They said it closed months ago. I said, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm traveling from Australia. So could you please push it through? And I did not know if I had accreditation until I arrived at the track. So I flew over there. What about you? Turned up and then got in there all weekend. Interviewed the Spice Girls as well. It was great. What a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Things were going so beautifully until you said you you interviewed the Spice Girls. You just make it happen, don't you? The roar of the engines. Oh, I love being around Formula One. I am learning so much about you from (laughs) just this conversation alone. You're more front than Maya, which is absolutely outstanding, just talking your way into getting into the Grand Prix, into the paddock. Yeah. The interview with Dan Ricciardo. How- yeah. I got him to teach me how to do a shoey as well. Oh. Mm. Oh, this is a- It was extreme. This, it was fun. This, this is a story 
for later. <laughs> this is a story for later. Really? Yes. This is amazing it stuff. It was extreme. Hey, Revhead, Alyssa Smith joins us this morning. Good <laughs> <laughs> morning to Ben Davis on SENQ. Now go on, Alyssa. Yes. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out as well. Jason Kubler, isn't he doing amazing at Wimbledon? You know, I heard Patton Heels, and, and everyone's talking about Nick Kyrgios, mm. and rightly so, yes. at the tennis. But we cannot take away from Jason Kubler and, and Alex Diminor, Ola Tolomovic, the Aussies are actually also joining Nick into the next round. Absolutely outstanding. You know, for me, Nick Kyrgios is the big bash of tennis. Absolutely. That is they, a great way to put it. They, they, it need, the, the sport needs him. But is that what you're pinning up on your wall? Some maybe do, but we love Test cricket as well. Test cricket's the for the traditionalists. Mm. Big Bash is for the headlines, for the sound bites, for the news grabs. That's where Nick Kyrgios stands to get people involved in the sport. He's entertaining. He is. Sport do you is want a to form be, of entertainment. Do you want to be like Nick Kyrgios? Say? Well, no, but you want to watch him. You want to be like Alex Diminor. You want to be yes. like Jason Kubler. We want to highlight those absolutely tremendous athletes, not just Nick Kyrgios stealing the spotlight. Um, now, Ola Tolomovic. <laughs> Actually, no, Ola's dad. Can yes. we put him into the spotlight, please? Okay. Ola Tolomovic, her dad booked her accommodation for Wimbledon until Friday. Now, he didn't think she'd get past uh, last that Friday. point. Yes. <laughs> didn't think she'd get past that point. Thanks, Dad, for having so much faith in me. <laughs> And she has now progressed. And you think, you know what, Dad, you didn't have faith in me, but yeah. where, are, where are they staying now? That's the question I would love answered. Where are they <laughs> staying? Because, you oh, know, know, accommodation we- is yeah. very tight over there now. Wim- Wimbledon fortnight, yes. summer holidays, uh, F1's on, British Open's about to start. It is prime time in the UK right now. <laughs> where are they staying? What about the faith chart? Look, as parents, we have every faith in our child that they will succeed. But you do, well, I don't know, try and temper it somehow. So booking accommodation, jeez. And also, do you think, is he her team manager? She she surely would have someone else doing that for her as well, you would think. He's sacked now. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Exceeding parents' expectations. Mm. We like that. Exceeding expectations. A bit like you. Lobbing at the F1 <laughs> and getting an interview with Dan Ricardo. Want to hear more about that as the, after, as the afternoon, as the morning winds on, probably into the afternoon as well. Coming up to half past nine, Billy Slater drops his team for Origin 1 in about half an hour's time. Scott Sattler standing by with the Monday means test, 13, 13, 55. They're the numbers you need. You can send us a text as well, but you know what? I would love to hear from you. 13, 13, 55, news update with Vanessa Gibson. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, thanks for patting him up with me this morning. 13 13 55 is the open line number. Uh, we have three vouchers, gift vouchers to BSC. How good is this? They are supplying all our... Low-carb needs here. $100 vouchers to give away to our best callers today. Three of those, so jump on and be part of the program. Queensland will be making changes for Origin 3. We know that. Felice Kafusi unavailable in the States, as we've been hearing over the last 24 hours. Who do you replace him with? We need another 80-minute player. Is it Pat Carrigan, or does that take something away from the bench? Scott Sadler, he has his thoughts on that. We'll be getting the Monday means test off Sats very, very shortly. Uh, But I want to hear from 
you, 131355. And if you've got any questions for Sats as well, it's part of our Monday Means Test, not just for the Origin, but also the NRL, Broncos fans, Cowboys fans, Titans. I know he's pushing off the back fence there. Getting word through that Dane Gagai is in camp. He's part of it, so is Josh Papalihi. So we know they have been quiet in the last couple of games since over this Origin period. Do you stick with them? That's what we do do as Queenslanders. We pick and we stick. Unlike New South Wales, they don't. They just fall in love with the next big thing that comes along and they fall out of love with them pretty quickly as well. Sats on the other side of this, more of your texts and calls coming through SENQ 693, whether you're listening on the app on the coast here in Brizzy. It's great to have you on board. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. 20 minutes to 10 in 20 minutes time. We'll be finding out what changes will be made to the Queensland State of Origin team for the decider. We know Felice Kafusi is out. Who comes in? Who would you put in? If you were Billy Slater, Darren Lockyer, part of the selection panel, Gene Miles, who are you bringing in for Felice Kafusi? And are you playing Josh Papali and Dane Gagai? So many questions. What about Corey Oates? He had a great game on the weekend up in Townsville. Murray Tuolungi was a bit shaky in game two. Get your thoughts. 13-13-55. Scott Sattler. He is Origin Marone number 137. He's a premiership winner. He's been a charger. He's been a crusher. He's been a seagull. He's been a panther. He's had more clubs than Greg Norman, but he pulled off one of the best tackles you'll ever see. He's made a career of it. He's also the host of Sports Days on the line for the Monday Means Test. Sats, morning to you. How are you, Benny? Welcome. You've been planning this all weekend. After Felice Cafusi had a line ruled through him yesterday, you've been sitting there going, right, here's the time for my man. Who should come in for Felice Cafusi? I've sort of I've changed my my thoughts around this, Benny, for the Ooh. last couple of days. Be be quite honest. I, I thought, yeah, bring in a, a hardened professional, a guy that um, has played Origin before, uh, a guy that likes to play that rugged, you know, rigid style of rugby league, and the decider is going to be a real arm wrestle. Um, and I thought Jaden Sewell from the Dragons, mm. and they had a win yesterday. He's always been a very good player. He's played Origin before. And I thought he would be a perfect replacement. Plays on the same side, the right side that Felice Cafusi plays. And I thought it's just a, a pretty easy transition. But then I start to think about, um, I know game two, Jeremiah Nano, I didn't have a great game. But Suncorp, looking at the weather ahead next Wednesday, it's going to be dry and it's going to be a fast track. And Jeremiah Nano with that youth and, um, and that's that enthusiasm. I feel as though that, uh, a really quick, fast player in that Felice Cafusi role would probably might be the way to go. And uh, I think with losing Ruben Cotter, Benny, from game one, and if you've got that 80-minute number 13 that plays the entire game, it, it allows the coach to really help his, his interchange. And I thought in game two, not having Cotter there, it sort of, I, I thought it, it really disabled our, our interchange mm. in, in game two. So... Um, I'm starting to think as I get closer, maybe Jeremiah Nanai starts and I'd bring a I'd bring a Jaden Sewell onto the bench just in case. 
Well, Nanai is an 80-minute player, so he ticks that box, doesn't he? And he and he, it's that progression, isn't it, from off the bench into the starting side. Pat Carrigan's another one that's been thrown out there. But to me, Sats, Pat Carrigan's impact off the bench is where it's at. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Because as a player, you don't want to be seen as an interchange player, even though they're, they're just as important as the starting players. You want that number one to 13 jersey. You know, it's it's what everyone craves. And and Pat Carrigan be no different. And then because you do a great job like he and Lindsay Collins did in game one, coming off the bench, you think, well, they're just going to be stamped great interchange players. And um, you talk to any player, they don't, they don't want to be picked as an interchange player. And Pat Carrigan be no different. So... But I think Carrigan is more suited to playing in that that sort of front row, middle style, where Jeremiah and I would be sitting out on an edge, he'd be conserving his energy mm. and being used, which is quality work as opposed to the quantity of work that you want from him, where Pat Carrigan is, you want a quantity of, of workload out of him. And then he'll get an offload involved as well. And he's, you know, he's learning how to be a leader as well. So, yeah, two completely different players for two different, different completely, completely different reasons. So... For, just for, for that case, I'm saying Carrigan, you're coming off the bench, and and Nanai is going to be on, on the edge. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Do you agree with Scott Sattler? He's a Maroon, former Origin great, number one hundred and thirty-seven. He knows a thing or two about this great game as well. Uh, or would you go a completely different tact? Would you bring in a Jaden Sewer? Uh, the text line, you can hit us there too. 0467. Punch us into your phone now. Save as a contact. I find that's the easiest way. 0467 736 736. Sats, what have you made of Josh Papalihi? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? 21 yeah. minutes in the first game. And in the second game, the only reason he came back on was because Kalen Ponga was it went off with a HIA, you know, regarded as one of the best front rows in the game. And to be used so sparingly is, is a concern for, for Josh. He's going to be picked. There's no doubt about it. And the reason why you pick him is because I'm thinking about it from an opposition player point of view. He has got, he's got such a great name about, about uh, the way that he plays the game. Uh, he's got this reputation of being one of the, the most fearsome front rowers as well, like a real silent assassin. That is, if I'm an opposition player, I'm about to run onto the ball. The first thing I do is I look up, and you do this as a player. You look up and you go, okay, what's in front of me? There's Josh Papali. Well, I'm not going there. I'm going somewhere else. And that's, you know, you win that little battle when you've got Josh Papali in your side. Now, I read somewhere yesterday, it was Billy Slater was saying there were times when in game two when, New South Wales are starting to pour through the middle of the field and getting a lot of that, uh, a lot of that momentum. His body language is just screaming, "Get me off!" because he was so fatigued. And um, but Suncorp has this amazing ability to do different things to Queensland players. And a lot of people sit back, oh, "That's that's a crock. That's ridiculous." It is. It, it's for some reason if you've played a lot of rugby league there and you've played a lot of rep games there. For some reason, you get this boost of enthusiasm, this boost of adrenaline that comes through. Yeah, it comes from the crowd, it comes from the environment, but I just feel as though that the guys that have been there before and guys that have experienced big games there before and won big games there when when you know their backs are to the wall, I feel as though that Suncorp is is like this this field of dreams for them where they they sort of get back there and they're able to go you know take a big deep breath and say. 
oh, you know, we're home again. You feel a little bit more comfortable. And so that's the reason why Josh Papali'i and Billy Slater has said, you know, we've got to start looking at how we use him. And I don't know, do they start bringing him off the bench? I'm not quite sure. But either way, I know as an opposition player, when I see Josh Papali'i going to the sideline, I feel a lot better about, about myself. Who was that player for you, Sats, when you were playing? Uh, that, the one that well, you didn't want to, and, yeah, the one you look up and go, oh, no. <laughs> Ruben Wiki. Yes. Ruben Wiki, like, he just, he, you know, when, it's funny, like, the night before the game, when you're playing against normal teams, you know it's going to be hard, and you're nervous, and you're, you're scared, and all those sorts of things. You're natural in that sense, in, in that sense um, as a player. But when you're playing Ruben Wiki or Gordon Tallis, you, you, your nights, your sleep the night before the game was a little bit, so much on your mind because you know it's just going to hurt. Um, I, I remember once we were playing against when you walk through before the, the game, about you know, two or three minutes to go. It was quite funny one time I was my teammates and we're about to play the Broncos. And everyone, yeah, you know, there's a certain amount of players have like a little prayer circle before you run on. There's this two minute buzzer that goes, which says you're going to be running on in two minutes, and that's when you just feel the the fever that of the dressing shed go up and it's the same in origin, the two minute buzzer goes and and I was saying to a teammate once, look at the prayer circle most weeks, there was like three or four players who had generally had a prayer circle. But when you were playing against the Broncos and Gordy Tallis and Petro Sivanaceva, the prayer circle was bigger. There'd be a players that would, would enter the prayer circle. There'd be three or four players normally most weeks. When you played the Broncos, there were six or seven players in there. They just please help me, please make sure I don't get injured. I'm playing against Gordy who can get very aggressive at times. So, um, And Josh Papali does that to the opposition players. He's, he's got that effect on players. But, um, that I'm going to play against Josh Papali, and I know Big Papa's going to be really aggressive and it's going to hurt at times. But, yeah, so that's why it's important. I have goosebumps, Scott. I have goosebumps. You've just taken us inside a dressing room, inside an inner sanctum where – us mere mortals do not get get to go, and you've just given us that absolute taste. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. We'll know in the next twelve or so minutes what changes will be made for Billy Slater's Maroons coming into the Origin decider. Uh, Scott Sattler just spoke of the SunCorp effects. Well, the Blues have only won one of the last five. There, that will not get us across the line," said Billy Slater after game two. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Back with more in a moment because Scott Sattler is about to push off the back fence with the Gold Coast Titans. This is the Monday Means Test on Mornings with Ben Davis here on SENQ. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Five and a half away from 10 on the text line. Corey, thank you for all your well wishes, Ben. Go well. Good luck. Great to have Sport 24-7 here in Queensland. And Lisa, uh, great to have you on board too. Thank you for listening. 13-13-55. We are in the middle of the Monday means test with Scott Sattler, Billy Slater, about to drop his origin team in the next five minutes. Sats, let's talk some NRL before I get to ask you about the weekend. Cameron Munster needs to ditch Redcliffe, go to Red Hill. The only way the Broncos are going to win a premiership is to have Cameron Munster. What do you think? Um, I agree and I don't agree. It depends whether they want a, they want a premiership in the next yeah, next three to four years. Oh, I tend to agree with you, uh, Benny. And 
Um, but if they feel as though that moving forward that they're building towards something really important and really special, they've got to do it with the window of, of Adam Reynolds there at the moment. Um, because and that's, you're not getting what, any that's three years. Of, exactly. What's well, two and a half years at yeah. best? At best. So you, Munster and Reynolds, one, can they afford him? Um, two, if that's taken out of the equation, they can. Yeah, you've you've got to go all out. I think mean, you've got to you make him your highest paid player, make him the highest paid player in the in the game. And um, you know they've got young Ezra Mam, who I think is a, a is a potential superstar. He is a future superstar. Um, but have they got time? While this small window is there with with Adam Reynolds, so. Um, yeah, the good part about it, about Cam, is that Cam will be at Melbourne in 2023. I don't care what Wayne Bounce says. Um, the, the, he's, he's very confident. I don't know whether he's just trying to stir the pot, uh, which what Wayne has been very good at for many, many years. But um, but in saying that, he'll be there in 2023, uh, 2023 Cameron Munster at Melbourne. And um, after that, well, you know what? He, he holds the balance of power, doesn't he, Benny? So he can, of course he does. He can he can he can yeah, write he, his own he can write his own check, and that's the thing. You'd have to break the bank to get him, regardless of where he's going to go, whether it's Redcliffe, Red Hill, or 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 stay at Melbourne. Hey, Sats, we're about three and a half away from the news. I, I want to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on the Titans. It's a calamity on the coast. It is. It is, and I I hate seeing it. You know, I've been involved with the Gold Coast Titans well since 1988 when they were the Gold Coast Giants. You know, I hold the club very close close to my heart um i was there as a player and i was there as as an official as well um with the new gold coast Titans side so yeah it was appointing justin holbrook the right decision back in you know you know 2019 for 2020 yeah i thought i I think it was um of course he was affordable he became highly recommended he had success in the uk super league which doesn't mean you'll have success in the nrl completely different beast is he still the right man for the job yes i do i think he is now, the internal review that's going to happen, or is happening as we speak, um, or it might have already happened, um, they really need to look at what their recruitment protocols are because it's really failed them over the years. Their salary cap allocation of the numbers that go towards certain players. Well, you've got the, the, first the, the best part of $2 million tied up in two forwards, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. My first question in that internal review is is asking, well, if I was externally coming in as a totally neutral participant in doing a review on that that club my first question would be where did the communication line start in relation to moving on Jamal Fogarty to another club first and foremost where did that conversation start and who started that conversation we need to get it was it his manager because his manager Jamal Fogarty is also the manager of Toby Sexton there's a conflict of interest right there in relation to your players mm. in the same position. So I need to find out where that first question, where that first line of communication started. And yes, the coach is involved in recruitment, but he's not involved in the amount that is paid to the players. What I do think that Justin Holbrook needs right now is an experienced coach alongside him that doesn't want to be a first-grade coach anymore. I think the Gold Coast Titans need to swallow their pride and bring Neil Henry back to sit alongside Justin Holbrook in that day-to-day coaching role, help him navigate what the NRL is like, especially in these tough times. And I think Neil Henry, who doesn't want to be a head coach anymore, but loves the game. So the Gold Coast Titans, we could talk about this for the next half an hour, but we don't have time. 
<laughs> but you've laid down some pretty bare facts there too. Scott Sattler telling and dropping truth bombs, 13-13-55. Should Justin Holbrook stay on as Titans coach? Uh, I don't want to get all boring, but I am agreeing with Sats because he is the man for the job. He just doesn't have the cattle. What do you think? 13-13-55. Coming up to 10 o'clock on the other side of the news, we will have an origin team for the Maroons and the decider. Scott Sattler sticking with us. It is the Monday Means Test here on SENQ. Now on 693 SENQ, Queensland's new home of sport. It's Mornings with Ben Davis. And we'll kick off this hour with breaking news. Billy Slater has just named his team for Origin 3, the decider at Suncorp Stadium next Wednesday. New faces. Jeremiah Nanai will come into the starting side for Felice Kafusi On the bench, replacing him as he moves forward, is another cowboy, Tom Gilbert is in the starting 17 or the 1-17 to 17 for the Maroons. This is an outstanding rise for the former Brisbane Grammar first 15 captain. He's been at the Cowboys for a couple of years now and is just making a name for himself. Uh, he and Hamaso, former teammates at school there at Brisbane Grammar, along with Dejan Arce as well. So that trio going great guns in the Cowboys ranks. But now Tom Gilbert will be wearing a maroon jersey next Wednesday night. The other one to come into the 22-man squad is Sam Walker from the Sydney Roosters. He's one man that we've been talking about as a potential target for the Broncos. 13-13-55. They are the changes for the Maroons team. It is SENQ, and we are doing the Monday means test with Scott Sattler, a Maroon himself, uh, number 137. Uh, Sats, so there we go. We've seen the team. Nanai, as you predicted and as you thought, should come in, an 80-minute player. But Tom Gilbert from the Cowboys. This kid is built for what they call origin. If you could put a player, a forward, onto a production line, and as it moves along, you've got all these people that are placing, putting into place all these different areas of, a, of a, an athlete, a rugby league forward, and you say, okay, this is what the prototype of what a potential origin player looks like. Tom Gilbert is it. He is a tremendous young athlete. He's only 20 years of age, uh, born in 2000, I think. I remember watching him as an 18-year-old, Benny, play for the Townsville Blackhawks against the Ipswich Jets, um, in a intrust super couple host plus cup game Queensland Cup game, he was 18 playing lock for the Blackhawks. He ran for about 250 metres, scored two tries, and I think he put three people in hospital. It was, <laughs> he's an amazing athlete, this kid, and a tremendous young man off the field. Comes from a great family as well, and he is a prototype forward uh, in rugby league, um, and is one of those guys that just relishes getting involved in the real hard, tough parts of the game. So, um, you know, Origin is never anything about being flashy. It's about little tiny efforts. You know, in, in Origin and even in NRL games, but more so in Origin, all these little battles emerge, these little tiny battles. A lot of people probably don't see on the TV or when you're there at the stadium. They emerge all across the field over 80 minutes. You've got to win a lot of those little tiny battles. Tom Gilbert is one of those guys that fights for every last bone that he has to 
and he's been doing that ever since he's been playing against men at the age of 18. Uh, this is a really good inclusion by Billy Slater. This is a kid that I'm um, not sure what role he plays and how long he plays, but while he's on there, he'll try and he'll try and take as many blue scalps as possible. Sats, and that's pretty much just it, isn't it? Isn't that the role, Sats of Origin, for coming off the bench, just smash and bash him and 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 get out the way? The, uh, you know, I I know his dad, and you know, before midday today, I want to try and get Shane on to to talk about his son, who has now just raised and gone into the upper echelon of the elite, of being part of a state of origin team. But he was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brisbane grammar, and he was playing in their first fifteen. I'm pretty sure he missed his final year of footy in school with a shoulder injury. I can be stand to be corrected here, but I did speak to Phil Mooney about him and Hamaso when the trio went to North Queensland. And to, to still get selected in an NRL team, we can actually, you know, to, 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 to miss that final year of school and they still have that faith that this kid's got to have something, which is absolutely outstanding. 13-13-55, the Monday's means test. We'll be running through the Queensland State of Origin team in just a moment. But, Sats, guess what? We have a caller on the line who wants to talk Titans with you. Duncan, good morning. Oh, good morning, Ben. Uh, let me say, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, how are you going in there? <laughs> For the last hour and eight minutes. Fantastic, Duncan. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, I wanted to talk uh, David Fasida. Um, and, I mean, the million-dollar man at Gold Coast played the bench on the weekend, but can't even get a look in for Origin these days. What's going on there? Well, do you think he uh, should, I, yeah, do you think he should be part of the Origin squad? Yeah, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Yeah. Oh, mate, I think I think he should. I just think he's just so devastating. I mean, he's he can be a little bit rocks or diamonds, but I think in Origin, you sometimes you need that guy that can just turn a game on its head. Yeah, Duncan. I I tend to agree and, and disagree in, in some ways. Um, at Origin level, he, he hasn't been able to find that 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 devastating form that we we know that he's got those great attributes, that explosive speed, and and Billy Slater said it yesterday, and I tend to agree that. The good part about David, he's only 22. We still, we we keep thinking he's like 25, 26. And I've been highly critical of David when he was playing at the start of this year. Um, but I feel as though coming back from six weeks off, uh, he had one game back in between there. Uh, he's not a player that you could throw into a game like Origin, which really can chew you up and spit you out the other side really quickly if you don't have game time. If you don't have game time, you can be really exposed in origin, I just feel as though with Dave only having half a game under his belt against Newcastle where they were actually belted. And I thought he tried really hard on the weekend, Dave Fafita, when he came on the field. I just feel as though that if he had three games under his belt, I think Billy would have picked him because of those attributes that Duncan's talking about. But because he has any, any footy under his belt, I feel as though he could have got exposed defensively. Duncan, outstanding call. Thank you. 13, 13, 55. Duncan, I've got a $100 BSC voucher for you to take home and enjoy those goodies, mate. Thank you for being part of SENQ on this historic morning, a historic morning in a number of ways. The fact that Queensland has named their team for a decider, you've heard it here first, but also we are kicking off a brand new radio revolution here on 693. Scott Sattler, my guest, as he will be every Monday to do the means tests from half past nine right through to about 10.15 or so. Uh, Sats, so just on David for feeder and we were touching on it before the news is he i'm not going to say part of the problem but you mentioned about list management and the fact that there's nearly two million dollars worth of uh, the salary cap all signed up uh, with uh, big tino and dave for feeder and yet the spine is really lacking is this 
the crux of where things are at for the Titans, or does it go deeper? Oh, I know it really is a recruitment protocol. You know, if you're going to give a David Cedar $1.1 million, fine, because you're paying it on potential, and we've seen that happen a fair bit at clubs over the years, and it ends up coming good. So, you know, he was the, the hottest player in the market at that stage. So, um, and then Tino, well, he deserves to, to get what he gets. He comes from Melbourne. He's going to be a potential leader. He's always a, a representative player. So that's fine. But again, the decisions around letting Jamal Fogarty go, going into the season with a young fullback, Jaden Campbell, um, AJ Brinson moving up into the halves, which he played a lot of junior footy at. And then you've got Toby Sexton, who was untried at first grade on, on a, you know, with no really length of time behind his belt. You've got an, a hooker that is, is a first grader, but not a, a player that's really going to open the game up and control the momentum of the game and, you know, change the tempos of the game, those really important positions. You know, when you go into a, a season with an untried, you know, they use that word spine, those key players in your, in your team, you're always going to be behind the eight ball. Now, Justin Holbrook, had faith in himself, as all coaches would, to be able to turn the season around with that young, those young playmakers in his side. But I think from the outside looking in, you always knew it was going to be doom and gloom um, because they've let Fogarty go. And Fogarty was their captain. And he was, he was so balanced. And he spent so long in reserve grade, finally making his debut at 26. He's never going to let that position go again because he's, he's already done the tough, tough road, Benny. He's been there through those tough times when you're training when no one else is watching and you're doing your best to get an NRL debut and he finally cracks it. He's never giving that up. And they gave him up to put their faith in a in positions, key positions that have no experience. So, um, yeah, the decisions behind that are the decisions that need to be, firstly, they need to be um, addressed and addressed with a lot of aggression about whether that person's future in the. I know, Sats has just dropped out. We'll try and get him back on the line. One uh, thing I've just been told, Shane Gilbert, Tom's dad, will be on the program a little later on this afternoon, th- on this morning, 13, 13, 55. Getting ahead of myself. I'm already out of the studio before we've done. Wow. Uh, love for you to be part of a brand new radio revolution here in Brisbane. You can text us. You can jump on the tweet machine. Uh, Instagram as well, at SCNQ is where you'll find us. The Monday Means Tests with Scott Sattler. It's 13 and a half minutes. Past ten this Monday after this Monday morning, which, geez, I wish it was the afternoon because then it would actually start to get a bit warmer. What are we knocking on the door off? Fourteen degrees. Where's that sunshine gone? Uh, thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Have we got Sats back? No. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, just having a look through this Maroons team. Let's go through it. There is only the one change. Tom Gilbert will make his debut off the bench. Kalen Ponger is at fullback. Selwyn Cobbo, Valentine Holmes, Dane Gagai. Do you agree with this? Dane Gagai back into the Queensland team keeps his spot. He's been quiet. We need him to fire up in game three. Murray Tawalungi, Cameron Munster, Daly Cherry Evans, Lindsay Collins, Ben Hunt and Josh Papalihi in the front row. Kurt Capewell, Jeremiah Nanai comes into the starting side for Felice Kafusi. Tino Fasuamawali is the lock forward. Harry Grant, Jai Arrow, Pat Carrigan, Tom Gilbert on the bench. Sam Walker has been brought into the 22 as well to give him a glimpse of the future, not only from him, but also for Queensland and their setup as well. We do have Sats back on the line. Now, Scotty, you're just talking about. 
the Titans and Justin Holbrook and what he can do and how they turn it around. One man who has turned around a team's fortunes is your old teammate from the Tigers, Toddy Payton. How good is he going with the Cowboys? Outstanding. And he's been able to push a big slice of humble pie in front of my face because at the start of the year, and I'm happy actually to accept it because I, I love Toddy Payton as a guy. Um, he's a tremendous player. He's probably one of those better forwards that we've never that we've seen that's never played Origin. He was highly intelligent, articulate, and he's showing that as a coach as well. But he's just a tremendous guy. I, I can see players getting on really well with him. I thought at the start of the year they'd be in that bottom two or three, just because they had so many young players. And I probably didn't give him enough credit to feel as though that he'd be able to get them ready for NRL. And he's done a tremendous job. Benny, can they win the comp? Well, I think they can. I think they can win the comp, and that's. You know, it flies in the face of what I said at the start of the year. Um, but seeing the way they're playing, how connected their group is, how good their young players are, I know firsthand how how important young players are when they come into first grade for their first first one or two seasons, how important they are to a team that can win a comp. We did that at Penrith. We had a small group of experienced players like myself and Ryan Girdler and um, you know, Colin Ward and Craig Gower. Then we had all these young players like Lewis and Rooney and Rodney and Swain and Ben Ross, and Trent Waterhouse, just to name a few of them. Joe Nullivar that came through and basically taught us how to win again. And that's exactly what this, these young players are doing. They're, they're teaching these older players how to be competitive and how to win those battles again. And So I think be careful if you just think that this competition is a, is a two-horse race between Melbourne and, and the Penrith Panthers. I think the Cowboys... I think the Cowboys can win the comp. There we go. Mark, time and date, 16 and a half past 10 on Monday, July 4. Scott Sattler has said the Cowboys can win the comp. And you know what, Sats? It is reflected in the fact that I think now with Tom Gilbert coming into the Maroons team, that that is eight Cowboys that have been involved in origin in this series. If you throw in Reuben Cotter, Jordan McLean, uh, from uh, from the Blues' point of view, and we'll get the Blues team in about uh, 15 minutes' time as well. Sats, you've been informative as always. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's do it again next Monday, the Monday Means Test with Scott Sattler here on SENQ. On the other side of this, we'll be talking to the father of the latest Maroon, Tom Gilbert's dad, Shane, here on SENQ. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. And thanks for being part of a 22 and a half past 10 this Monday afternoon. Uh, Billy Slater, his media conference. I will take you to that in the next 10 minutes to explain the changes. But one man who's probably over the moon has got Billy Slater on speed dial. Has probably got the whole world on speed dial right now is Shane Gilbert, Tom Gilbert's dad. Shane, good morning to you. Have the feet touched the ground. Hi, Benny. How are you? Um, yeah, no, it's fantastic for Tom. He's worked so hard for this over so many years and um, it's a great reward for him and um, I'm sure he's over the moon this morning um, uh, about it all. All right, we'll talk Tom in a second, but what about what about the family? What about the sacrifice? What about all the time and effort put in? We do this as parents, don't we? And to, to see this accolade, to be named for Makey's Origin debut, I can imagine it'll be a special time at the Gilbert household. Oh, look, it's, it's certainly exciting, and, and the next week will be exciting as well in the lead-up to it. Um, 
but again, you know, as a, as a parent yourself, um, you, you just do what you have to do as a parent for your kids. Um, and whatever comes of it, comes of it. And, you know, to Thomas's credit, um, you know, he's, he's stuck at it. He's, he's got the opportunity and, he, and he's continued through with it. Um, and, you know, I couldn't be prouder of him for just, I guess, at the end of the day, Ben doing it his way too. That's the other thing about Tom is he's, um, he's a very, very, very determined young man. Um, and he's done things probably a little bit different to um, how his father might have said for him to do it or asked him to do it. But, you know, to, to his 100%, 20, 120% credit, um, it's paid off in, for him in spades. And, um, and, yeah, I couldn't be prouder of him and, and love him very, very much with, with all his siblings as well. Shane, you've opened that door. I've got to walk through it. What advice did you give him okay. and what didn't he take? <laughs> he did it his own way. Um, look, there's, there's probably just little things, Ben, along along the way, um, you know, and I probably don't want to go into too much detail, you know, as a as a dad, um, you know, you see things through experienced eyes, but sometimes as a as a young man, as you know, you've got to you've got to walk to your own to the beat of your own drum, um, and you've got to do what's right for you. Um, you know, advice is simply that; it's advice. It's one person's opinion, one person's view. Um, and Thomas has always done what he thought was in his best interest um, or, or what was going to get him to, to the outcome that he wanted. And, you know, to his credit, at 21, um, he, he's gotten there. And, and, you know, as I said, I, I couldn't be prouder of him, and, and I'm sure he's... Yeah, and, and I know his siblings are the same, and I know his mum's the same too, mate. So, you know, all credit to him um, at 21 that he's, um, he's been given this opportunity. And, and to be honest, he's earned it, mate. He's really, really earned down at the Harbour, we are speaking to Shane Gilbert, the father of Tom Gilbert, who has just been named to make his Origin debut in a decider, if you don't mind, at Suncorp Stadium next Wednesday. Shane, t- tell me about the phone call when when he phoned to let you know. Was it a phone call? Was it a text? Because that's what the kids do these uh, days. No, so I, yeah, I actually got a phone call yesterday around lunchtime. I was out with um, my wife and um, and we were going to lunch at the Brecky Creek, and I got a phone call saying. Uh, from uh, let's just say from someone anonymous, let's leave it at that. Cause it, and it wasn't Tom um, saying that, you know, there's some exciting news to come tomorrow, um, be prepared for it. Um, and I thought he'd just been added to the extended squad because um, I knew there was probably some doubt about Kafusi playing. Mm. Um, and they said, um, well, it's going to be more than that. And I said, oh, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll wait. And then um, Peter Bedell, I think, one of your mates broke some news and then it just kept escalating throughout the afternoon. And, um, so, so when yeah, do you so call, when do you call him? Yeah. Do you say, Tommy, what's going on? No, well, I sent him a text again. He's, he's, he's a pretty private kid, um, or young man. And so I sent him a text. I actually haven't spoken to him yet. I've left him a message. Um, so look, he'll be busy in camp, um, doing what they do now. Um, getting ready for, um, as you said, you know, a decider, uh, next Wednesday night at, at probably the best rugby league ground in the world. Just a quick one. I remember speaking to Phil Mooney who had him at Brisbane Grammar and uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've got this right. Did, did he miss the last year of, of footy at school because of a, was it a shoulder? Was it injury? Yeah. So he's, again, you know, he, he's, he's had his challenges along his way. So he did an AC. Um, so popped his AC in a game against representing the school for, uh, against Toowoomba Grammar. 
um, and that was uh, that was a a very long recovery for him, and he probably had some doubts then. Um, not long after that, I think he had a syndesmosis injury, um, so he had some ankle uh, ankle surgery, and then even as as recently as probably a couple of weeks ago, he had a uh, had a hole in his retina, which um, which he had to miss a game, I think, against Manly for. Um, so you know, young bloke playing a physical contact sport um, puts his body on the line. Um, yeah, so he did. He, he did miss that final year of playing for, for Brisbane Grammar. He's had the setbacks, but he ploughs through them. And at 21 years of age, he's going to make his Origin debut. I hope part of that text message, Shane, was asking for tickets. <laughs> no, mate. No, they're as rare as hen's teeth at the moment. So trying to get a hold of them. So, um, so we'll see how we go. There's a bit of time between now and Wednesday, but at this stage, no, there's there's nothing there's nothing there. And um, as I said, I'm. I'm just really proud of you, mate, at this stage. So you said, asked earlier, you know, your feet on the ground. Probably not at this stage. And, and thinking about going to watch him play, that's, um, that's, that's probably the next thing now, just sucking it all in and, um, and, and absorbing it all. Um, you know, that's probably the next thing to, to try and put my hands on. Float your way through the next nine or ten days, mate. It's an absolute credit to you, the family, and to Thomas himself. Thanks for taking time out this morning. Not a problem. You enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. There we go. Shane Gilbert, Thomas, as he's known at home, Tom Gilbert's father, the family. Well, they haven't spoken to him yet. They were sending him text messages. That breaking news, if you're just joining us, Tom Gilbert added to the Maroons team. He is in the 17. He's a cowboy, about to be a Dolphin next year, 21 years of age, coming off the bench into the toughest arena in the sport of rugby league, some say in this country, possibly even the world. 29 and a half away from 10, Billy Slater's press conference not too far away. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, have they got it right? Billy Slater and the selectors. Tom Gilbert coming into it. Billy Slater standing by. In fact, we can take you now to his media conference. It's a bit cool, isn't it? Just standing by at Suncorp Stadium, Billy Slater, the Maroons coach, Tom Gilbert from the Cowboys, is coming in for Felice Cafusi. Nan I will start. Here's Billy. Yeah, unfortunately for Felice, his, um, his father's not doing overly well and he's overseas, so um, Felice is over there with him, uh, which is his priority. And. Um, and we, we certainly support Felice in that decision. Um, so, you know, I think Felice made the decision on, on Saturday that he won't be available. Was there any chance of getting back in time, Billy? Or was it just too too soon to, to rush home? And make I think there's game? still a lot of uncertainty around it. And so, it, yeah, no, the decision was made um, by Felice on Saturday and um, you know, he's put his family and uh, I suppose the team in, in, in a certain regard first. Tom Gilbert, what do you like about him? There's a fair bit to like about Tom. He's he's been playing really well, actually. Um, you know, been on the radar for a while. And uh, look, he's he's that sort of player that you just want in your team. Um, you know, works really hard in defence, keeps his feet moving. Um, you know, hearing a lot of reports that he's he's really fit. Um, you know, and he just he's got good leg speed as well. So 
a good carry and um, yeah, looking forward to having him in our team. He's aggressive too. Do you like that component? It's a big part of our game, that. But in terms of his character, like he celebrates the small wins with the cows. Like you just see, he's a kind of a team first guy. And he, yep. You know, that, that has all the makings for Origin. It seems like. Yeah, the small moments are really important, especially when you get to this stage. And um, yeah, like you say, he does. He he sees them as important, and um, you know that'll that'll be well received in our team because that's what we see as important. And he's got a little great story, Tom, like Bruce McGovern boys mm-hmm. from just around the corner. Really, yeah. like, humble kid. You're teaching me a lot about Tom Gilbert that I don't know, so <laughs> looking forward to getting to know him. Hey, Bill, you had a bit of time to have a look at game two. Yep. Where did it go wrong for you? I mean, coming after half time, very much in it. Yep. Um, you, you hold off that second half without police on the field, and then yeah. sort of the floodgates open. Where have you identified big areas of improvement? Yeah, I thought there was a lot of effort in the first 38 minutes, um, letting in that try just before half time. Um, certainly wasn't ideal and and then playing with 12 men for 10 minutes really just took a lot of petrol out of us um, yeah, but I, we got a really tough footy team here um, Yeah, and there was some really good signs in game 2 sure there's some things that we need to do better um, and we'll identify them over the next couple of days and work on them throughout our preparation and uh, it's going to be a big occasion here next Wednesday night You've had time to look at that video and yep. Pull out those things that you didn't like. What were those that you identified? Yeah, I'll be talking to the players before I talk to everyone else about them. Um, so that'll be my priority. Really, what about Caelan Ponger and Munster? Yep. Concerned about money with his shoulder and having yep. his head knock. How are they going? Mate? They'll be fine. They'll be good. Yes. Yep. Will money need a needle, or how will we get through? I think he'll be fine. Was it a, yeah. was it a temptation at all? With Val in game one on the wing, he, he provided a lot of certainty on the wing. Now we've seen them go aerial on your wingers um, in game two, and, yep. and they probably at times didn't let themselves down, but made some errors. Was there a temptation to bring the hammer into the centres and, and then push Val to the to the wing at all? There's no doubt that individuals in our team can be better. They can do their job better. Yeah. Um, but we've got our wingers. Yep. We've got our centres. Billy, there's a lot of talk about Gagai. You missed a lot of tackles in the first two games. But it's a statement of faith, isn't it? You picked him. Like, what, what gives you that confidence that he can do the job? There's no doubt that individuals in our team can do better, and they need to do their job better. But we've got our centres. What about Jeremiah? It's a big task for that young kid yep. to To be honest, I think he'll settle into the game a little bit better. Um, you know, coming on with 20 minutes to go in game two, he, he probably felt he had to make up for lost time so looking forward to Jeremiah getting the opportunity to start um, and play his natural game um, yeah I've got a lot of faith in Jeremiah he brings a lot to our team so um, yeah it's it's a pleasure to to give that news to to someone like that that he's going to start for Queensland well one thing I did learn about Tom I I realized how much Queensland means to him and how much playing for uh, the Maroons mean to him, um, so it was quite an emotional call. And um, yeah, he's he's a player that doesn't hide his emotions on the field, and um, he certainly didn't do that on a phone call either. What about just the Cowboys? Read between the lines there. <laughs>
Uh, there we go, Billy Slater. That media conference uh, happening at Suncorp Stadium. It is where the decider will be played on Wednesday night, the 13th, or next Wednesday night. This is SENQ Mornings with Ben Davis, 13, 13, 55. Your thoughts on the Queensland team? Have they got it right? You just heard the questions being asked about Dane Gagai. Billy Slater, very forthright. Individuals need to do better. Individuals can do better. Very pointed. And it's what I believe a Queensland coach needs to say, especially one who has given you a shot at redemption. It wasn't reaction. It was redemption. Dane Gagai knows he has missed tackles. Dane Gagai knows that he has not played to his potential. So to pick and to stick, it's the Queensland way, and it's the reason why we will beat the Blues in Origin 3. We have a great record in Deciders. We have a great record at Suncorp Stadium. The Blues have only won one of their last five there. As far as Deciders, well, the Maroons are the king of the Deciders. 14 of 21 Deciders. Queensland won. They won eight of the last nine. But does that get the Maroons home in 10 days, nine days' time? 13, 13, 55. Your thoughts? Trevor Gilmeister will be getting his thoughts. The Axe will be taking an Axe to the Queensland team and the Blues team, which we're hoping to hear of very, very shortly. We know that Payne Haas is in some doubt. Geez, that'd be good, wouldn't it? If there was no Payne Haas for the Blues. Or actually, do you want him to play? If he is a little bit wounded. I almost wish they'd pick Latrell Mitchell. I know Latrell ruled himself out. And there was a big conversation going on in the office before we came on air about, hey, can you actually rule yourself out for state of origin or is it you just don't get selected? But no, you can rule yourself out. I remember Jamie Lyon, probably New South Wales' best player, said, no, I'm not going to play origin, which was a good thing for Queensland because I reckon if he did, our dynasty would not have lasted as long. Speaking of our dynasty on this day, 10 years ago, July 4 at Suncorp Stadium, Cooper Cronk has kicked a field goal to win one of those deciders and make it seven straight for Queensland. It was July 4, 2012, and the score, 21 to 20. Yeah, the Queensland dynasty was huge, but it wasn't always by huge margins. It was close. And one man who was part of that as part of the coaching team was their Minister of Defence, Trevor Gilmeister, coming up after 11. Your calls, your thoughts, 13, 13, 55. I have been asking you this morning as well. Do the Broncos need to get Cameron Munster to win a premiership? I think they do. I don't think they can win a premiership without a Cam Munster. And if not Cam Munster, then who? Who are the possible five-eighths that Brisbane need, the Broncos need, to win a premiership. Adam Reynolds, one of the buyers of the season, is actually in the grand final as being the buyer of the season with Chad Townsend, in my eyes. But Adam Reynolds has taken this group as far as he can go. I don't think they're going to get any better. If they make top four, outstanding. But I think they have overachieved where they sit right now. With the cattle they've got, they've got an international front rower that's an imperative part of a premiership tilt. And they've got a rep player, possibly two, in their spine. When you look at Tamari Martin, Selwyn Cobbo, it depends on who's playing fullback. Adam Reynolds, yes. But you need three of your four in the spine to win a premiership. They need to be rep players. Three, at least three of your four. You look back through history, and they are the key ingredients. They're not X factors. They are the key ingredients. You've got the foundation. You've got the trusses up. You've got the... 
you've got the foundations there, but to put the roof on, to make sure that you can win a premiership, you need three out of your four in the spine to be internationals or at least rep players, origin. The Broncos don't have that right now. They need a six as a rep player. I say Cam Munster. Forget Redcliffe, Red Hill. They need to break the bank. 131355, or you can text us 0467 736 736. We're coming up to 18 and a half away from 11. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 131355 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, it is indeed. Thanks for padding up with us this morning. It's been a busy, busy morning, haven't we? The breaking news with the Origin team being named. Billy Slater, we've heard from him. Scott Sattler has run his rule through the means test, given his thoughts on State of Look, Origin, I know, has dominated the show today, which is fine because, really, is there anything bigger in Queensland at this time of year? State of Origin, the fact we've got a debutante, Tom Gilbert, what a story that is. We heard from his father, Shane. Uh, Head to SENQ, our podcast. If you've missed it, you can download those. Subscribe, anything on the program as well. You'll be able to hear back, share with your friends as well on all the socials, which is fantastic. I'm going to steer away from Rugby League just for a moment because... Well, there is a bloke who loves this time of year in uh, in Queensland. He is a Queenslander at heart. Uh, well, he is a Queenslander, but he's overseas at the moment, Chris Lynn, and he is doing everything he can to resurrect his career, especially in the Big Bash. We know he doesn't have a contract at the moment. Saturday night, he is gone to town. He has gone to town again for Northamptonshire. That's who he's playing for in the UK in their version of Big Bash, the T20 Vitality Blast. Another half century by Linney. How capable is he? He is on fire. He is the second leading run scorer in that competition behind James Vince. Linney has blasted 516 runs so far in the Vitality Blast. 68 off 37 on Saturday night. It included seven fours and four sixes. His last couple of innings, he's scored half century, 68, 59, 113. 61, 106, and 83. Now, I know Heat fans were giving him plenty last season, but he was one of 11. Where were the rest of them? I know that's a big part of what they're looking at for this summer. Coming into the Brisbane Heat, Chris Lynn, where will he be this summer? Will he be playing in the England 100? I know he's been working on his technique. I know he's keeping his head still. Speaking to his coach, Gavin Fitness, that's exactly what they need to work on. Chris Lynn showing he's not a spent force yet. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis, a sports update with Alyssa Smith. Uh, Alyssa, very good morning to you again. I'm actually going to drop some breaking news for you because the Blues team has just come in. Now, the Cowboys are having a stellar year, as Absolutely. we know. And after the buy round, there's a fair chance they're going to be sitting second on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Well, it just gets better. Jordan McLean will start at prop for New South Wales, replacing Payne Haas. He's wow. out. He's injured. So Jordan McLean comes into the New South Wales starting lineup. Uh, they've the, the other big contention for them was around the centres. What happens? Well, at this stage, Matt Burton stays... Oh, those bombs, those <laughs> bombs. 
Is he in Queensland's heads? I'll be asking Trevor Gilmeister that after 11. The other centre partner or his pairing for New South Wales, Stephen Crichton from Penrith. Mm. Now, I'm in two minds about this. I mean, look, I really don't care for New South Wales, but for every – and you're sitting there with your big blue <laughs> smile on, Alyssa. Yes, I'm giving away some home yep, truths here. That's true. But for every hero, we need a villain. So we do need to look at New South Wales and what they're going to do. The fact Steve Crichton is there, I'm actually happy with this and not Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten mm. was their best player, hands down, in game one. True. He, he, he is not there. He, he's, he's in the squad – He's named as 18th man at this stage. That Penrith connection, though. Yes. Oh, they've won premierships. They've been they know playing it, well. They know each other inside out. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. When you've got such a short turnaround to get a team together, cobble a team together from all over the place, the fact that there's, uh, what's that now, seven, eight Panthers. Oh, throw Burton in there as well, oh, who was part of the mix. premiership. Yeah. Yes. That does not bode too well for Queensland. So just let's run through the blue squad. Tedesco, captain at fullback. Brian Toto, Matt Burton, Stephen Crichton, Daniel Tupo. In the halves, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. They're all Panthers except for Tedesco and uh, Burton, who was a Panther. Uh, oh, and Tupo on the wing. Uh, Hooker, Api Curacao. Jordan McLean from the North Queensland Cowboys in the front row with Jake Travojevic. Didn't he make a difference? Game two. Cameron Murray, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo. On the bench, Damien Cook to come in and cause havoc uh, from the bench. Angus Crichton, Junior Paulo, and Talakai from the Sharks. That rounds out their 17. Here's another one. Just going through, go down to their 22. Their 22nd player, Reese Robson from the North Queensland Cowboys. Todd Payton doesn't have a team left. They've got the they've got the bite. Have they got the bite this week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they I hope they do. Otherwise, who's he playing? I'm sure they've got the I'm sure they've got the bite. Yeah, the Titans and the Cowboys have the bye this week. It's Thank- a very very strong side, isn't it? Compared to when you look at game 1, how they performed there. Mm. And mm. then coming into game 2, a lot stronger. Mm. And Queensland, you know, you just think what happened there? And now See, I love this, this coming from a blue supporter. This, We're already lulling her into a false sense of security. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what else is happening in the world of sport? Is there plenty? Ha- what? Can, can I just throw a stat at you, please? Oh, please. I love, I love my stats. Go. So this works in Queensland's favour, though, but I love a good stat. <laughs> yeah. So there's been, I think, 13 deciders played here at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. New South Wales have only won two. Mm. So that's, that works in Queensland's favour. Oh, we are the decider, King. <laughs> there, is, there is no, there is but, no discussion. But come opinion. next Wednesday, that counting. could change. Oh, that could change. Oh, I love this. I love this. They're getting <laughs> cocky already. They win I might one get thrown game. out of the building. They win one. No, no, no. As I said, every hero needs a villain. <laughs> Alyssa, plenty else happening in the world of sport. Yes, absolutely. Announced this morning that the 2023 Rugby League All-Stars uh, game will be played in New Zealand. So that is creating some history. It will be played at Rotorua. Uh, the first time it'll be played out of Australia. It coincides with the 50-year anniversary of the first Indigenous Rugby League tour of New Zealand. So perfectly timed indeed uh now with the formula one oh what about these scenes if, if if you're just tuning in now you haven't seen the formula one you've got to have a look at the crashes here joe guan yu now he escaped a terrifying high-speed crash on the opening lap the halo saved his life amazing if you haven't seen it jump online and take a look because it is terrifying but we can say that because they are okay mm. but um insane 
It was absolutely insane. Uh, just quickly, Ferrari's colour signs uh, won that one. All right, we need to look at that. We also need to take a break. Trevor Gilmeister after 11 o'clock. And Patton Heels, if you missed it this morning, spoke to the other Pat, Pat Rafter. <laughs> Didn't he have some things to say about absolutely. Nick Curios? You're on SENQ 693. It's part of a Brisbane Radio Revolution. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Sarah from Belimba, thank you for your text message too. Coming uh, thick and fast on the uh, text machine. She said, Chris Lynn, great to see him back firing. Let's hope he doesn't bring that though to the heat. Yes, indeed. Well, we don't know where he's going to be for Big Bash. But we do know that Queensland Sporting Royalty is in the building. Trevor Gilmeister, the axe on the other side of the news. 13-13-55. Have the Queensland selectors got it right? Tom Gilbert, part of the Maroons team, but so is Dane Gagai and Josh Papalihi. It's been a lot of talk beforehand. Now it's time for action. 11 o'clock. Now on 693 SENQ, Queensland's new home of sport. It's Mornings with Ben Davis. Thanks for your company. The final hour of our first show. Thank you for being part of, well, the Radio Revolution here in Brisbane. 13 13 55 is the number to call. Trevor Gilmeister standing by. We'll be taking an axe to both Origin teams. Also, I want to pick his brains about the World Cup later this year. He will be on Mal's coaching team. That's right. He's been Mal's right-hand man all through the Origin dynasty and now with the Kangaroos. What are they looking for? Also... A little birdie tells me he has a special part to play with this origin camp. Trevor Gilmeister, not too far away. The Broncos cannot win a premiership without Cameron Munster. It's a big statement, I know, but that's what I kicked the show off with today. And you have been part of that conversation. If not Cameron Munster, then who? Adam Reynolds is fantastic. He's the buyer of the season as far as I'm concerned, but he's taken the Broncos as far as he can go. He needs another foil. He needs a partner in crime in the halves. And if it's not Cam Munster, then who? Plenty of suggestions coming through. What about Sam Walker? He was at the Broncos. Yes, that's true. He's now at the Roosters until the end of 2023. So that's when we know Munster's available. Do they look for the future? Will Sam Walker, who has been just added to the Maroons squad as the 22nd player for game three, is he going to win you a premiership in the next three to five years. Scott Sattler on our Monday means test. I put that question to him and he said, no, he won't. He could five or six years down the track, but if the Broncos want to break their premiership drought, 2006, the last time they lifted the trophy, they need to do it and they need to do it while Adam Reynolds is there. Jamie has said, what about Reese Walsh at fullback that allows Tamari Martin to move to 5'8"? It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. But again, is Tamari Martin a 5'8", or is he better at fullback? The formula I gave you a little earlier to win a premiership, you need an international front rower. The Broncos have got that in Payne Haas. Tick. The other part of the formula you need, 
three of your four in the spine need to be rep players, either origin or internationals. They've got that need him at Red Hill, and they should bust the bank to get him. And if not Cam Munster, then who? 13, 13, uh, If you're just joining us for the first time today, too, a fantastic interview earlier this morning on Breakfast with Pat and Heels. They caught up with the other Pat, the other Queensland Pat icon, Pat Rafter. Wow, didn't he have a lot to say about Wimbledon? We've got four Aussies in action tonight. We've got Diminor, we've got Kublov, we've got Talamovich, and yeah, the man himself, Nick Kyrgios. We know Pat Rafter and Nick Kyrgios have some history. How bad is it? Take a listen for yourself. Mm, that hasn't changed. Um, I, I sort of, I've had a fair to do with him from when he was younger, and then we've had our our issues, which have never been resolved. So I can only give you a slanted view on on my opinion of it, but um, I don't really want to give it that much because it's not nothing really that nice to say, except that he can play the game. He's bloody good. Yes, and that's what to, to me. He seems to surprise himself. Where you know he keeps having to remind us, you know, and he talks, he verbalises, you know, I just want to remind everyone that I'm pretty good. Well, we know that, mate. He seems to be, (laughs) it seems to surprise himself. I don't think so. I don't know about that, Heels, but uh, listen, it's interesting. Um, When when Ash Barty was doing very well as well, we'd always talk about Kyrgios and it's really sort of peeving me off a little bit as well. It's just a way the public perception and, and, and as you know, that, that type of media coverage creates sensationalism and, and creates talk and that's what Nick's done um, without even uh, showing you know what he can really do. It's, it's sort of a frustrating thing for me to talk to him or talk about him. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't, you, you know what I'm saying, guys. I mean, that's, it's just sort of a, a funny one for me, as I said. Um, and then we don't even talk about Demon or we don't talk about uh, Jason Kubler, these guys who have had, who are in the third, uh, fourth round as well, and Tom Lenovich, but those other two boys who are, who are, are real fighters and have, have um, and Kubler's unfortunately has had a really up and down career, but you know we just don't get around to talking about him, which um, it's sort of sad in a way. Paddy Rafter this morning uh, with Pat and Heels. Pat Rafter coming in live from Italy. That's right, he's taking the family over there for a bit of a holidays. But doesn't he make a point, doesn't he? Nick Kyrgios, to me, is the big bash of tennis. It's needed. It gets bums on seats. He gets everyone talking about the game. But is it one for the purists? No, it's not. Nick Kyrgios is important for tennis. I'm glad he's there. I don't like it when he steps across the line. I reckon he's got about three levels, the man in the black hat. And because, as I've been saying all morning with New South Wales and Queensland and the Maroons and the Blues, every hero needs a villain. Anthony Mundine made millions out of being the man in the black hat. Nick Kyrgios, he's doing the same now. We love to hate him, or maybe you love to love him. But he is an integral part and an important part of it. But Pat Rafter is right. We don't spend enough time talking about Alex Dimonor, talking about Jason Kubler, the boy from Brisbane, 29 years of age. What a, what a career he has had. And when I say that, it's a career built on adversity. In fact, don't take it from me. Take it from Pat Rafter. I, I, I would have thought he had 70 knee operations. <laughs> the time I knew Jason when he was 12 or 13, he was already into his second or third operation. Yeah. And they were told him by the time he was 18, he'd never play on hard court ever again. He had this meniscus issue, which apparently he, it just turned to jelly. Um, and the hard courts are really bad for him. 
And about five years ago, he just made up his mind and said, I don't care how many new operations, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to train and I'll have to take three months off every now and then and get it cleaned out. And, um, but he has, he has a genetic problem with his knees. He was a superstar as a 14-year-old, one of the best in the world um, at that time. But he was, he was hampered for so long. Um, and it's just great to see him have this result. And unfortunately, there are no points involved with Wimbledon this year, as I understand it. Has, yeah. there, has anything changed? Or, no, not as yeah, far as I know, mate. I'm really, yeah. No, I don't think anything's changed either, which I think is pathetic by the ATP and the WTA not to put points on this event. Um, so it, that, that, that part of it really upsets me. Um, but to see Jason and, and Demon all do, do really well, they're, they're great guys and they, they battle hard and, and they try really hard and I like seeing that. Paddy Rafter, how good is he? How good is to hear his voice as well? He's done so much for, well, not only tennis, but sport in this state, in this country uh, and now he is still making a lot of sense when he talks. Alex Diminor uh, and Jason Kubler both in action tonight. Taylor Fritz is who Jason Kubler is taking on. You've just heard about his knee. You've just heard about the operations that he has had and, and at a young age as well. So when we watch him tonight against Taylor Fritz, a big serving America Taylor Fritz and uh, I think 11th seed coming into uh, Wimbledon, he'll have his work cut out for him. But this is a life-changing week for Jason Kubler, and we should be celebrating that. We should be talking about that. We're also talking about Isla Talamovic and her dad, her dad who looks after her bookings when she's on tour, like the accommodation and and all the places that she needs to go. Dad had only booked her into the Airbnb until last Friday. (laughs) He didn't think she was going to... I don't know what he was thinking, but I think we can all read between the lines. She won't need a place for the second week of Wimbledon, but no, she is. I want to know where she's staying. But exceeding your parents' expectations, exceeding anyone's expectations is a big thing, isn't it? It's a big thing. Have you ever done that? Have you exceeded your parents' expectations or parents? Have you ever underestimated your kids and they've come back to surprise you? (laughs) 13, 13, 55 is the number. We have one. Actually, I've got two of these I've got to give away. I've been a bit slack in the last hour. It's been a busy last hour. I've got two $100 vouchers to BCS to give away. Um, they have all your nutrition needs. Uh, apparently the the mousse that they've got going, the protein mousse. If you're a dessert person like me, what? Stop looking. Of course I'm a dessert. Have a look at me. Of course I'm a dessert person, please. Right, if you're a dessert person like me, <laughs> Trevor Gilmeister in the studio. We'll be hearing from him after the break, but he's already given me the evil eye and going, please, dessert person. This is where these mooses come in. Mooses. Mooses? Moose. What's the plural of mooses? Anyway, I'll collect my thoughts. We'll get back to your calls, your text straight after this. It is 13 and a half past 11. 693 SENQ, your home of sport here in Queensland. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, just like Adam has done. He's up in God's country in Noosa there. Adam said, look, it'd be interesting to see if Australia did a 180 and started supporting Nick Kyrgios. I think he feels like everyone hates him, so he just doesn't care. Maybe once everyone supports him, he could have a newfound respect for the Australian community. Well, maybe so. Or is it an act? See, I'm not convinced it's not an act from Nick Kyrgios. Uh, We know Anthony Mm. Mundine made millions being the man in the black hat, being the villain. Because every hero needs a villain. So is Nick Kyrgios just playing it up? 
we, we've seen what he does behind the scenes. We've seen what he does for the community with his input into schools, into 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 helping the community. He puts back. He does that. But on the court, it's a very, very different person. One man who just got fired up then and said probably give him a clip around the ears is a man who doesn't mind clipping around the ears. He is Queensland's minister. He's actually Australia's Minister of Defence, Trevor Gilmeister. Gilly, very good morning to you. Nick Kyrgios. Hey, Benny. There we go. I'm just going to throw this out. Put you on the spot. Nick Kyrgios. I think think you're right. As some aspects that um, we all want to cuddle him and say, mate, you know, how you going and, and make sure he's going okay. And then... It's like my old grandmother would have grabbed him by the ear and screwed it off and say, w- wake up to yourself. Like, you know, like he's, he's a heckle and jo- uh, heckle and, was it? Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. That's it. I, knew I that. think heckle, was it? Were they yeah, the two yeah, crows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But I mean, like, let's, I, I don't know. It's, as you're, you're, you might be, look at John McEnroe years ago. Mm. That used to get him fired up, didn't it? The crowd and if everyone was booing him or carry on and he'd have a, a blow up with the umpire. And that got him fired up, and he played better. So uh, Kyrgios, I, I think he needs a bit of drama. He's one of them blokes probably needs drama in his life. You know, we all know people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, maybe he's one of them blokes who... We tend to if, run if, away from them, though. Yeah, yeah don't I, know, we? I know. We don't like being around them too often, do we? <laughs> not, not at all. No, not no. at all. Uh, something you do like to be around at this time of year is the Maroons team. Uh, if you're just joining us this morning, breaking news, Tom Gilbert, who I yeah. think could be the next axe just quietly coming in. Tom Gilbert will be making his debut for the Maroons off the bench. He is a cowboy. He's about to be a dolphin. Gilly, 21 yeah. years of age. He's about to step into the cauldron for a decider in state of origin. I got the tingles, mate. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's great news. You know, I'm so happy for the young fella and it, and it kind of makes you uh, think about your own debut and, and what was going through your mind, uh, all the thousand thoughts going through your head, you know, as you uh, you probably catch up with the team. You know, obviously uh, they'll catch up today. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm so excited for the young fella. Who it, calmed you down before your debut? Well, I room with Paul Vorton. That was a that was that was, that was a uh, a story in itself. I can tell you because he, honestly, he was so good for me, Fatty, because he he did re- relax me because I used to get a bit too wound up. The eyes used to roll a bit, and um, and I used to see him, and he was just so casual, you know, and just and took it all in his stride, you know what I mean. But then go out in the field and just kill him, you know what I mean? Like so, he was. Um, it was so good for me that it taught me how to relax and, you know, you don't have to be so uptight all the time and, and things like that to, to play good footy. And um, I, I could talk to you about an hour for about Fatty, but, um, yeah, he was what so good What about those final me. moments in the dressing room before you run, especially at Lang Park? Too, yeah. That's what you made well, I, well, I remember my stuff. debut at Lang Park and myself and Elf made our debuts together and, you know, um, and that's another story. But um, we were – the old – Frank Burke stand, the old wooden mm. grandstand. There was a little room, just actually like this booth here, about the same size, and everyone was stamping their feet that hard on the wooden grandstand because we were about to run out. So Wayne Bennett was saying stuff. He was in the corner over there talking, um, and we are all jammed into this room. I couldn't hear a word he said. I could not hear one word. And um, Elf's being sick in the corner, and I'm stuck at the back and I could see Mel and Gino and I could see their backs and Wayne's talking, his mouth's moving. I can't hear a thing. I, you know, there could be very important, you know, uh, instructions about the game, what's going to happen. 
and he went for about five or six minutes, Wayne spoke for, and I tapped Fatty on the shoulder and I said, mate, Fatty, what did he just say? He said, just go out there and bash him. I said, that's <laughs> out of five or six minutes, that's all Fatty got out of it. So he, and I think he knew that's all I needed to hear. You know what I mean? And, and so I went, oh, okay, I'll relax then. Because oh, I was panicking, thinking I've missed out on something and very important. And I didn't, I didn't miss out on anything at all. Speaking of very important, tonight you have a very important role with the, this Queensland team. Yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, very fortunate and proud to, to be able to um, present uh, the, one of the back rowers uh, with their uh, jersey. So, uh, yeah, very proud moment. So, I think there's a few of us going in there tonight uh, to do that. So, do, uh, do you know which back row would it be? Number no, I'm not sure yet. Twelve? Not sure. They yeah. actually keep trying to keep it uh, very quiet. So don't tell anyone, Benny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have told me that. Oh, before okay, I sorry, asked you. sorry. Yeah. Yes, okay, it's all, all right. right. All right. Well, out of that pool of knowledge that Fatty passed on to you before yeah. your first game, what, what do you say? Because it might be a Jeremiah Nanai who, who, who's yeah. played, but. He's going to he's going to start for Felice Cafusi. He's an eighty yeah. minute player at the Cowboys. He's mm. got to play for. Well, it'd be great if he could play for eighty minutes in Origin. Yeah. What, what would you say to him, or what would you say to Tom Gilbert? Oh, just you know, you, you just can't think too much about it. You know, like yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to put into words to him sometimes because when you make your debut, honestly, you, you'll be heart, your heart and your lungs will be coming through your chest, honestly, and. And everyone says to you, mate, you know when you've done pre-season training and you've done those 10 400s? Well, it's 10 times worse than that. <laughs> and and you look at them go, oh, anyway. And I still remember the 20 minutes into the game, I, I'm thinking, holy, holy, holy moly, I'm, I'm going to have a heart attack here. And then, you know, Blake said run past you and then all of a sudden you get past it. So... I'd really say, you know, and, you know, and enjoy, everyone says enjoy it, but take everything in, you know, as well, because you know, this is a special time of your life. And, and you, it's when you get older, you know, there's something you'd like to relive again, you know what I mean? So, but I'd say too, like, get your defence right. Just do what you've been doing at club football all the time. That's what got, that's what's got you here. Um, but it's going to be faster. So you need to think clearly. Like, so your, your hands and your, and your your body needs to move quickly, but your brain needs to slow down. If, if that's probably if that's one way to put in, putting it. I'm taking a deep breath. Billy Slater, the Queensland coach, uh, spoke a short time ago. Asked about Tom Gilbert, what he likes, his attributes, and why he's part of the team. I just fair bit to like about Tom. He's he's been playing really well actually. Um, you know, been on the radar for a while. And uh, look, he's he's that sort of player that you just want in your team. Um, you know, works really hard in defence, keeps his feet moving. Um, you know, hearing a lot of reports that he's he's really fit. Um, yeah, you know, and he just he's got good leg speed as well, so a good carry. And um, yeah, looking forward to having him in our team. Right, that's Tom Gilbert or Thomas, as his father Shane Thomas. was to was to, yeah, he's Thomas at home, according to Shane. If you missed that interview from a very proud dad, uh, up on the website or the podcast SENQ. I want to talk about. The other factors that Billy Slater spoke about, he was asked about Dane Gagai and the fact yeah. that he's been missing a lot of tackles and does he deserve to be part of that team? And Billy's response was, we have individuals in our team who can do better. We have individuals in this team who know they need mm. to do better. Yeah, I, yeah. obviously, um, after the second game, I, I was over there in Perth and um, the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes, I thought, 
And I was sitting, actually sitting beside Braith and Asta, and he went, holy moly, here we go again about game one. You know what I mean? Really? So, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think once that snowball effect goes sometimes, it, it, it takes a lot to be able to roll, roll it back in. Um, and, and I think that a lot of these blokes haven't been through that before. Dane Gay Guy is one of them blokes, mate, honestly. He's, he's in the top five of uh, when the players players pick the players, you know, the player of the, the match. Players play, yeah. He's, he's been in the top five. I reckon uh, when, when Mel Meninga were there, uh, was there as well, and since then when Kebby was coaching as well, I reckon he would have been in there 10, 12 times. That's, that's amazing. Um, Especially for an outside back Exactly as well. right, yes. yeah, mate. And defensively, he was off, uh, there's no doubt, but he wasn't the only one was off uh, the other night. We missed 55, I think, or 56 tackles. Mm. So he wasn't the only one. So we had to uh, – but that's, as I said, that snowball effect, mate, once you get a roll on in club football is hard, let alone origin. Former Queensland captain Trevor Gilmeister, my guest this morning, SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland. Gilly, as a player, but also as part of Mal's coaching yep. staff, his right-hand man, his Minister of Defence, as I like to call you, yep. part of the dynasty – You've been involved with so many deciders. We say it's at Suncorp. New yep. South Wales have only won one of the last five there. We are the kings of deciders. It's going to be a bit more than that. And history shows that too. They're bloody close. Oh, yeah, they are. And, and during that reign when we won the eight in a row or nine out of ten, uh, there wasn't many. There was only one performance at Suncorp Stadium um, that, that we put the cleaners through. So, uh you know, the records, you know, show, you know, we, we pumped them or whatever, but it wasn't that case. Um, and, I, and I still remember that game that night. Um, that was after the Cameron Smith debacle on the 60 minutes. Uh, and and it was really, mate, they just, they didn't put the, the foot off the throat that night. And a couple of times during, the, uh, during those years, I remember one night down in Sydney and they were so confident, you know, I mean, once they built that, that harmony between them mm. and they just loved each playing with each other. And uh, we, we were, we were four points behind with about 10 minutes to go. And we just scored to make it four points. Uh, and, and I walked over and I said, come on boys, what, you know, what's going on? We need to, and big GI put his hand on, hand on my shoulder and said, don't worry, Gilly, we'll win. And I went, well, please, can you pull your fingers out? You know, anyway. And then we, he did that big run down that sideline, if you remember, yeah. and palmed up three blokes. And anyway, anyway, and he scored. And and, uh, and I went, I walked back. And he said, I told you. I, you know, I thought the confidence of them and, the, you know, it wasn't arrogance. It was confidence, you know what I mean? And they, they believed and they could win from any part of the game. Listen to him all day, 13, 13, 55. The Axe, Trevor Gilmeister joining us. If you'd love to throw a question at Gilly, be part of the conversation. We'd love to have you here on 693 SENQ. You can send texts as well. But right now, at half past 11, it's time for a news update with Vanessa Gibson. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13, 13, 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, 27 and a half away from 12 on a sharpish Monday morning. 14 degrees and it feels like 14, 14. degrees. Yeah, how do they work that out? <laughs> With the feels like temperature? Yeah, I got yeah, that's, oh, that's, 
ridiculous. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Can that be your homework for next week, Gilly? I want oh, you to come in and tell us how, how. They need to slap those people. <laughs> they don't come. They're kidding. Trevor Gilmeister dropping <laughs> truth bombs, our guest this morning on a Monday, 13-13-55. Gilly, I want to ask you, I, I posed the question about Cameron Munster and do the Broncos need yeah. him to win a premiership. Before we do that, though, the Blues. They've made a forced change. Payne Haas out. Oh, geez, I wish they were playing Payne Haas just quietly yeah, yeah. because he's, 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 he'd be busted. Yeah. But Jordan uh, McLean, Jordan McLean yeah, coming yeah. in. No Jack Whiten mm. in the centres. He was their best player in game one. Well, uh, it, it, obviously sometimes New South Wales, they've got too many to pick from sometimes. And, and that does bamboozle them um, sometimes. So, and Jack Whiten, for, for me, needs to be in the 17 somewhere. Uh, he, he can play anywhere on the – he could play mm. front row if you have to. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, he's, he's a big loss. He was their best player in game one. He's 18. He's named – he's the 18th yeah, man. Yeah. Do you I, think he'll come into the 17? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and who knows during the week with training and, and stuff and and Freddie – I know Freddie's got a high opinion of him. Mm. Uh, and, and I know Mel Meninga has too with the Australian side. So um, – and he, you know, he's played quite a few tests now. So um, he's one of them blokes uh, – you'd have to find a way to put him in your 17 somehow. Well, there you go. You've played a few tests, and this leads me into my question yeah. about Cameron Munster. And Jack Whiten is one that has come up on the text line as well because I've said the Broncos need Munster to win a premiership. Adam Reynolds yeah. and where they are at now has got them as far as they'll go. Do you think the Broncos should break the bank, go for Cameron Munster? And if not Munster, who to wear that number six jersey? No, they've got to get Munster. There's no doubt about that. Um you know, just I wish you'd disagree with me. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. He, he's, you know, he's a Queensland boy, uh, and I think he's obviously his management uh, just rubbing their hands together, you know, because of the Dolphins and you know the Melbourne Storm want to keep him as well. So it's I mean, write your own check for Cameron oh, Munster, as, isn't it? I, you know, I think we said on uh, a few times, you know, give him Scarborough, yeah. you know, or whatever <laughs> the Dolphins. Uh, Woody Point, it's well, yours. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Jetty, the yeah. lot, you know, <laughs> half of Morton Island. Well, yeah. Jack Whiten is one that's come up. I mean, he's played 5'8 for Australia. He, yeah. he, he's, he, he is, to me though, I'm not sold as him as a 5'8. He, no. He's a centre. Yeah, he's I a think he's runner. a centre. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. So, so, because he's, he's a player that, he's a player that could be on the market because he's got a, he's got two year options in his favour. Yeah. So he's got an option next year in his favour and an option in his favour after yeah. that to stay I mean, in Canberra. Oh, yeah, but what are contracts worth nowadays too, Benny? I mean, that you, you can you can do some willing and dealing and, and get blokes out of contracts. And, you know, I've, I've been involved with footy a long time and, mm. you know, just, yeah, contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on. So, I mean, uh, but you've got to pay big money to get them out of their deal sometimes because their managers uh, might play a big part in this as well. So, uh, and we know what the, some of them are like. Don't they what? Something mm. Sats bro, uh, brought up during the means test as well. Ah. Well, he said, that, and if you're just tuning in, it's a, it's a big point of the Titans. He said Jamal Fogarty yep. and Toby Sexton have the same manager. Yeah. So yeah. one's shifted out and the yeah. other one's been elevated. Yeah. So well. he, he said straight away, that conversation's got to be had. Who made that call? I say all, to people all the time, Benny, it's only a rod if you're not in on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Trevor Gilmeister, words of wisdom coming there. What did you like from the Cowboys? What did you like from the Broncos over the weekend? Oh, yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, they started off a bit slowly. and it, I think it was 10-8 at halftime. But Broncos lost the game after halftime. They looked like they were on the – they must have been on the sleeping pills or mm. something in their water um, at halftime. And they, they scored two tries. Um, and a couple of them were soft, straight through the middle, under oh, the post. They were. Yeah, yeah. so – and that's where, and they did come back. There's no doubt about that. But mate, the the game was gone 
um, by then. So, uh, but but how good is it to see the crowd? You know, you know the Bronco Cowboys games now they're they're quality games, um, and they live up to expectations all the time now. So, and the, and the crowds love them, and especially up north there, it's a full house, and how good. Where do you think the Broncos can finish from here on in? Because after the origin period, they've got to get through the Dragons this weekend, so they'll be down on a few troops. Yep. But then after that, that's the clear run home. Kevy said we've got nine weeks to, to get it right. Adam Reynolds, he was really unhappy. And he actually used the word embarrassed about his own kicking game yeah. on the weekend. Did he come back too early, Adam Reynolds? Oh, possibly. But he's he's a senior player, so he's not. The coaches got to be, and, and the doctors and the physios got to get guided by the, the player, mm. um, especially when you've got you know, a couple of hundred games under your belt, you, you got to be guided by them. And, and it could be, it, and maybe it was a um, mistake, um, but, you know, who knows? Um, but, I mean, a couple of their, um, you know, a couple of, oh, I suppose, players in their team at the moment haven't hit their peak yet, and those younger blokes. And, and, and Solwyn Cobo, when I, and you see him go back to fullback, yeah. he scored a great try, you know what I mean, as well. So, I mean... But they've got to be a bit more consistent. That the biggest the biggest issue when you go through halfway through the season, you've got to keep your your worst game within a competitive level. And too many of the young blokes here at the Broncos, their worst game's really high and their their and their bad game is too low. You've got to get your bad games up, if you know what I mean. So Gotta you gotta keep that consistency. Yeah, of course yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and when and, and I think back and I and I remember speaking to Elf about this um, you know, there was 10 of us, I think, never missed a game in uh, two years at the Broncos. You know what I mean? So that's that plays a massive heart, uh, mm. part in, in being a good team and that co- continuity and, and, the, and knowing, what, knowing what each other's are doing. And, and, and I still um, think that uh, the big issue now is w- when, you, when you get seasoned and you get hardened, um, mate, you just you know how to go. You don't have to train as hard. Right, but because you're getting the game time, you're playing 80 minutes every week, and and then you just get in the rhythm and away you go. And but it's it's not real easy when you're younger to it's it's between your ears, mate. It's not physical, it's mental. Corey, thank you for your text coming through. He said, "What about Tamari Martin moving to five eight? Selwyn Cobbo is your fullback, and there's your formula, Ben. Because I have said, not only do you need an international front rower to win a premiership, but at a, but but your spine, yeah. three of the four need to be rep players. Yeah. So Reynolds ticks that box. Cobbo or Martin at fullback ticks those boxes. But you they're missing a, a 5'8". And mm. Tamari Martin at 5'8", Cobbo fullback, does that fill uh, that requirement? Maybe it's maybe it's too big of a change. Mm. Um, Tamari Martin, I'm not sure if he's played too, a lot of, in the halves as well. Um, he, he dabbled a bit there with the Cowboys before yeah, he had okay. the blame. Yeah, blame yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, a manufactured. Yeah. yeah. Well, Selwyn at the moment too. I, I don't think he could play a real lot of fullback at the moment. He's quite not fit enough at the moment. So maybe maybe in a a year or two time, um, he, he might be able to uh, be able to handle the workload because the, the fullbacks might. They cover some ground, and you know, you look at you know Tedesco. He, he's around the ball every time. You know, what I mean, you, you don't. They don't have a spell, mate. The fullbacks, you know, in, in rugby league, you know, anymore. So, um, oh yeah, I just think yeah, it might be too big of a change for him. But as if Munster, he'd he'd look good in that six, wouldn't he? He'd look very good in that six. Break the bank for Munster is what I say. I know Ben Eichen and the crew are listening to the Broncos going, come on, Benny, seriously, who do we offload? Because they probably would have to offload someone yeah, to fit I a know. Cameron Munster yeah. in there. But but you know what? A premiership's at stake. 
Who do they offload? 13, 13, 55. Gilly, I'm going to let you go because you have that speech to work on tonight when you're <laughs> presenting. The, can, whoever, yeah. Whichever back rower you Mate. talk to, yes. can you just say, see the bloke there, Cleary, take him out every Snap time. Him in half. Well, yes. they did that in game one yeah, and not well, in game two. I think I'd said that uh, every time uh, Nathan Cleary kicks the ball, he's got to hit the turf. You know what I mean? And they did that in game one. And obviously, not saying in the refereeing, but uh, watching that game there in Perth, it, they didn't have the the same uh, momentum to to put it, you know put pressure on him, uh, and and I should say on the flip side, New South Wales gained a lot more momentum, so he was on the yeah. front foot when he was kicking a lot more. So, but our I, the best part of uh, about game um, game one was two our markers was just sprinting out it to him all Line the time. Line speed was exactly huge, right, wasn't it? yeah, amazing. So, but it's only uh, as you know, uh, bees. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what's his name? It's uh, between good I, and bad. I had that button. See the way it says yeah. dump? I was ready, oh, I was okay. ready to go, I wonder Gilly. what this – I've got yeah. this real big one in front of me. Yeah. Actually, I'll relabel it the Gilly, <laughs> the gilly button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, on that note, you could be back next week then if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to press the Gilly button. Good stuff. Very good, uh, Benny. Trevor, thank you very much. Cheers, Trevor, Gil- Trevor Gilmeister, the Minister for Defence of Queensland, Australia, uh, here on SENQ, your new home of sport in Queensland. It's uh, 18. I'm doing my maths. 18 away from 12. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yes, it is. And you're all invited. Thanks for lacing them up with us this morning. A 13 away from 12. Spare a thought for our friends at Suncorp Stadium, the cauldron, the, the, the workers, the ground staff, even those putting on the events. The next week for them is massive. And it starts Saturday night. The Wallabies... And England. Eddie Jones is England. They're training today out at CUSAC. I know that. They will be playing at Suncorp Stadium Saturday night. Then on Sunday, the next day, within 24 hours, I've got to turn that around for the Broncos and Dragons. It's actually under 24 hours for the Broncos and Dragons. Wednesday night after that, the Origin Decider. Then on Sunday, it's the soccer or football before I get shouted down. Aston Villa and Leeds. So in eight days, four major events. Tell me we're not a sport-loving city. And actually throwing on Sunday, the Lions and Essendon at the Gabba. Absolutely huge. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis, a sports update with Alyssa Smith. Hey, Alyssa, good to see and hear you again. And I say that because we missed you last hour because of everything was happening in the world of breaking news. Origin teams getting named. But what else is happening in the world of sport? Yeah, isn't it great? The state of origin just around the corner. Game three, the countdown is on. Tommy Gilbert, what a what an amazing achievement for him. And we heard from his dad, Shane, a little bit earlier. And wasn't he great? Just a really proud bloke. Exactly. And he's known as Thomas at home. Yes. We're calling him Tom and Tommy. Very formal. But Thomas, exactly. Now, uh, Jason's out at Hendra. He's got a thought on this in the origin team. Jace, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm I'm happy for Tom Thomas, but I don't know. If we need, do we need Tom in the team now? It's such a clutch period. Like you're giving up all of Kafusi brings, like all of those big moments he's been in in State of Origin, and you're putting a young bloke in there now. Enthusiasm will carry him through the game for sure. But you know, every single person that comes out of Origin says how fast it is. Yeah. Is he going to be overawed by how fast it is and the emotion? Because it's going to be a massive, massive game. 
All yep. right. If not Tom Gilbert. Then, then who? Yes, then who? Because we know Felice Cafusi mm. is is still in the States and family's a priority. He's over there with his dad. He's in hospital. Nanai has been yep. brought off the bench into the starting side. If not Tom Gilbert, then who? Flegler. He's in the squad. Two very different bodies. <laughs> he's in yeah, the squad, but he's not I in the 17. Who else have you got, Jace? He's not in the 17. No. I, I, I actually like Flegler. I think he's a got a big mongrel about him. You know, I, I think we need it. I think we need to stiffen up the middle from last week. We got absolutely pushed around, and the speed was just pushing us around too much. Flegler plays big and heavy and fast, so I, I just like putting him in there. I, I know Gilbert is actually quite rough and raw and, and fast himself, but I just I wonder, you know how when you're young, you burn up so much energy. I wonder if he's going to do that when he gets out there, and then in the last 20 minutes of the game when we really need him to pick up, he's too buggered. Outstanding points. There we go. This is the best time of year. Jason, thank you for that. A $100 BSC voucher coming your way too. Now, this is the thing I love. Alyssa. I don't know if this happens south of the border. Maybe you can shine some light <laughs> on this. At this time of year, every single one of us, all 5 million Queenslanders, become origin selectors. He makes some valid points, Jason, <laughs> about Flegler being a bigger body. But if you missed Scott Sattler this morning on the Monday means test, I'd have, I, I would encourage you to get to the podcast and listen because when he first saw... Tom, uh, not Tom Flegler, Tom uh, Gilbert play. The other Tom, Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, he was like a tank engine. He was smashing everyone. Ran for over 200 metres, scored three tries and bloke and broke blokes. So yes. <laughs> Scott Sattler said, this guy's made for origin. Jason, thank you. Alyssa, continue, please. Okay. Well, netball, huge mm. game. Grand final last oh, yes. night. West Coast Fever. They lifted the trophy for the very first time ever after defeating the Vixens. 70 to 59, the final score there. It was also in front of a record crowd too. Fever goal shooter Janil Fowler managed 58 goals from 59 attempts. So a brilliant performance. It It is a very good night indeed. And that move to WA paid off 13,000. Yes, absolutely. Three times the charm though. They came runner up in 2018 and 2020. So finally... They got the chocolates. They've got the chocolates and they'll be celebrating uh, all the way through. Now, Wimbledon tonight, Aussies in action. Yes, there are four Aussies in action tonight. Uh, I'm really interested to watch Jason Kubler take oh, to the centre court. Don't Brisbane boy. Brizzy boy, 29 yeah. years of age, t- facing Taylor Fritz uh, in the fourth round of Wimbledon. First time he's ever made it through as well uh, to this round in a major. Um, you know, we watched him last time. He beat Jack Sock in what was an amazing battle, you mm. want to say. Five-hour, five-set epic it was. And that was his sixth consecutive victory at yeah. Wimbledon. And hopefully his knees hold up Well, too. six knee operations. Can yeah. you believe it? Yeah. 29 years of age, you think, far out. By the time you get to 60, maybe, but at 29, six knee operations. But he's here, you know, we'll see him on centre court and we'll be cheering him on. Outstanding. Dimonor and uh, Isla Tolomovic in action and, of course, our friend Nick Alex Dimonor and Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlanovic. Oh, it's going to be a smokers board tonight, isn't it? Just uh, Alex Simonor is on court at 8 p.m. Isla Tomlanovic at 10 p.m. Nick Kyrgios, the man who everyone is talking about at 10.30 p.m. And then Kubler at 11.15. If you can stay awake for that one, you won't want to miss it. Uh, he is taking on American Taylor Fritz. So we just have sport oh, coming out of everywhere. So I know. And I'm looking at the clock. See that thing? See where it says 53. Yeah, 11.53, that's when we need to be really quiet (laughs) because we've got ads to play and then we'll come home and wrap up a first big show. Thank you for being part of it. 693 SENQ, the new home of sport here in Queensland. 
This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Uh, Matt, thanks for the message. He's listening in the car on the way there. Now, let me, let's head out to the peninsula. Dave, Woody Point, hello. G'day, g'day, Ben, mate. Thinking outside the square, Corey Oates could play second row, and he's proven, in fact, in, in um, origin, mate. Corey, proven second row. Not a bad idea, Utility. He is in the squad. Dave, thank you for the Maroons, but he is uh, not in the 17 uh, as yet. That belongs to young Dave Gilbert. Dave, um, thank you very much. You know what? I did have that $100 voucher to give away. It's going straight out to Woody Point. Fantastic. Quick one, too. I'm seeing there's a major announcement at Suncorp Stadium tomorrow involving Football Australia. Graham Arnold's going to be there, so is the head of women's football. Could the Socceroos and the Matildas be coming to town? Who says we're not a sporting town? How good. Thanks for joining me for the last three hours. We'll do it again next Monday on 693 SENQ. It is the new home of sport here in Queensland. Good luck. Good hunting. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.